Another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. Yes, and I'm Chris. Hello, welcome back. It feels like forever, Chris. It does. Episode 24. It feels like those child listening. support, uh, you know, never comes around. <laughs> not for you, mate. It always comes around, doesn't it? No, oh. kidding. That's the, he's actually not a father, but he wants to be, right? At some point in your life, I'm sure. One day. Although <laughs> you never know, there was that dark alley incident at one point. He doesn't actually know how many kids are out there. He never called me back. <laughs> he never called um, me. Oh, wow. But look, yeah, week one of the JLT is done. Yes, it is. Very and, um, interesting. Very frustrating. Half the games were fantastic, and the other half were just like throwaway. Oh. It's weird. Like I, I thought that, and a lot of the games, a lot of the coaches were treating them completely as okay. This is going to be a serious hit out. We're going to go out there with our best team, you know, a la Rich Richmond, etc. And then you have Collingwood. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what to make of their game plan, which was non-existent. And then Buckley comes out afterwards and goes, oh, yeah, well, um, yeah, we threw, like, the magnets around and we did five different things and there's a bit of showmanship because we're playing each other in in round four. And I thought to myself, you're going to get... (laughs) <laughs> in he, 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 didn't, he didn't want to give away all their secrets. Yeah, the, the secrets. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Colonel Sanders, but worse. Yeah, it was terrible. There was no secret spices at all. <laughs> there was none. That oh. was a horrible game to it watch. Was. I'm not going to lie. And, and some of them, Chris, I find you watch the game and it's really great to see some of these young guys. And then some games you watch and it kind of, you leave there going, what I didn't the, learn everything. What the hell did I just watch? And it kind of leaves you with more questions than answers. <sighs> it's frustrating. I'm glad that I actually don't have to watch this weekend and you have to do all of it. So I will. What are they doing to us? I was under the thumb a little bit. <laughs> the missus had the weekend off. And, I'm, uh, I'm going I on a cruise this week, so I unfortunately won't uh, see any football, which is unfortunate. You guys will still obviously get some updates from Ben, but... Yes. Yeah. I will have to do the school. I'll be at sea. Uh, hi. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> Chris will be buried in cement. <laughs> Only sailors wear condoms. <laughs> well, they should. There's filthy buggers. They go from port to port. Yes, I'm so glad. That, I'm so glad. Austin you got Powers, that right? Yeah, yeah, Austin Powers. Um, look, oh. we are doing a league uh, code as well update. We're going to release one today. We will uh, during this podcast. So stay tuned. It's you're not going to know when it's going to happen, but when it does, pause, write That's that down, and get into it. Yes, you're not going to know when it's going to happen. Sixty <laughs> percent of the time, it happens every time. That's true. Um, um so yeah, keep. Stay tuned for that. Um, Chris, let's give him a quick little update, shall we, on Twitter and Facebook? Yeah, so we've now got um, 536 followers on uh, on Twitter as we speak, recorded uh, the night of the 6th of March. Um, <laughs> and, when did uh, you lose your virginity? Oh, uh, yeah, well, I the tell 6th you, of March. <laughs> let me just pull up my book that I wrote it down. Oh, wow. <laughs> Veronica had a very important job tonight. <laughs> um, and we've also got 243 uh, followers now on Facebook, so we are building that. That's actually building really quickly now, which is cool. Sorry, I'm just respecting the Anchorman. Thank quote. you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was better than not received, but thank you. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> the Knights of Columbus, that hurt. Um, anyway, so uh, if you do want to follow us on Twitter, uh, we are SC underscore insider underscore and on Facebook, 
Facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, building those platforms quite nicely. And uh, we want to have, what, 10,000 by the end of the year? Not, uh, not too much yeah. of a stretch. So please show us some love. And that, <laughs> in, that includes you, Dr. Supercoach. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> just giving it to him already. Uh, uh, banter yeah, flowing. Loving, and loving the banter. We got them last week. We'll give them a free pass this week, the, Oh, dude, how good was... I think we did some good banter this week. We did. We got Cheezo pretty good, Dr. Supercoach. There's yep. your shout out, Dr. Supercoach. We had banter with a couple of uh, non-existent followers as well that yes. uh, shall be named nameless but uh look we are about fun and we don't actually say anything that's meant to be offend anyone just in case oh yeah that person yeah. that got offended so you're probably not listening <laughs> no he point. probably is i think he loves it um he? oh she i don't who knows he she it it, oh, Chris, Chris, you can't do that. Why not? It's People might find that offensive, Chris. Yeah. We have to be very PC, apparently. Oh, anyway, yeah. so Sorry. I, if anyone caught that Twitter rant, I apologise. I may have gone to town. And Chris was there just throwing some wood on the fire a, with I, some meat. I just have a bag of salt and I'll just continually salt people. <laughs> I don't care. Right. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for keeping with us. And if you like that sort of thing, give us a thumbs up because yes, I we're think, about I having think, fun. I we're think most people understand it. that you know, we like to give you good content. We like to make your drive to work or wherever you are as easy and transitioned as possible. Yes. Um, yeah, but if you get offended, I mean, come on. We're, we're not working for the you know CNN. We're not on the news. We don't care. We're doing this for free. so <laughs> Yeah, it's not like you're going to like remove our sponsorship by yeah, complaining. We're really offended. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm sure that's one less listener. <laughs> Positive. Hopefully a couple of extras will pop up. So, um, look, let's get into the JLT, Chris. Uh, yep. The first game, Cullen and Saints. What did you make of it? I thought it was one of the better games. Um, look, it seemed like they both wanted to try out, uh, obviously, uh, their new players, which was good. We got to see some glimpses of some new guys. Um, we also got to see, I think, the next phase of, of Carlton. Um, which is... Crips dominating. Crips absolutely tearing the games to shreds. He which, did. A couple of contested marks and, yeah. and uh, kicks early for goal. I mean, look, he's, I think he's about 25% ownership, and I can see why. I'm, if you're not going for a premium, say, you know, M5 or M6, then Crips should be the guy that's on everyone's radar. Um, I really think he can probably push a 110 average at least this year, possibly more. I mean, he's done, he has held a 120 for a period of time, especially last year. Um, well, the, the year before, especially yeah. the back end of 2016, he just went absolutely... He wins ball. I just wish he would kick more because the, watching Cripps play, he's just definitely... He's always looking for a handball option or... And I'm sure this is part of their game. They know that he's not the best field kick of all time. So when he's in open space, he's looking for a guy who's a better kick than him to give off. Now, that's first of all, that's intelligent football, I've got to say, because he's been probably directed to do that, but also he knows his limitations. Well, Chris, so. I believe the, the issue was is that, did you see the, the strapping on his knee? So <laughs> I did see the strapping on his knee. There's no pun coming, Chris. <laughs> no, I was waiting for it. Don't look at me like that. I got my finger on the pun button. <laughs> no, there is not. Um, no, what, the, the issue was is that um, this is word back from some Carlton officials that I may have made up, uh, but there is uh, the, the, the strapping on his knee. <laughs> the strapping on his knee, Chris, was a bit too tight. So oh, he, couldn't, he couldn't kick very well. So I've sent him an email this week, Chris, <laughs> and I have said, Dear Mr. Ben's, Ben's recommendations, we should make a whole segment about it. <laughs> Dear Mr. I wish you would kick Crips. Okay. Yes, and that's pretty much how it started. Uh, and then I didn't maybe, actually maybe, I actually didn't put a body to the email. I thought <laughs> he got the, I think he got the hit. It was just the subject line. <laughs> just the subject. Attention. Kick the ball. And that's it. Stop what you're doing and pay attention. <laughs> so I'm hoping JLT2, he um, takes Well, I mean, off. he did kick. He kicked the first uh, two goals of the match, I think. So, um, yeah. With a half after, after that, he had led. Yeah, he can't raise that leg too much. 
two goals is that's Cripps. That's where it's at. So. Man, he can't raise the leg because he carries the team on his shoulders. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so much weight. But look, I think he played really well. Um, yeah, seven contested possessions. He had contested marks, had a couple of clearances. I actually think his score was uh, slightly inflated. Um, as are a lot of scores in the in the JLT anyway. But um, you know, if I mean, if he pumps that out that sort of score in a normal game, you'll you'll get a 105, 110 from it regardless. So it wasn't terrible. Yeah, his scores um, weren't as inflated as his shoulders, though, Chris. No, so big. he's a big boy. He's big boy. Um, what do you think of Cruz's game? I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, they were talking about him and Cripps going forward, and then I think they kicked the first three goals between them, which was just or oh, and. Cruiser. Meanwhile, I just I was thinking of Dun like uh, Dunstall, uh, Dunstall, Jason, what? Jason Dunstall, yeah. Dunstall, right? Yeah, Ball yeah. man, that uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that's becoming irrelevant now. Um, <laughs> he the, the most irrelevant well, thirteen hundred. He's always I, lo- I love his rants. Kick a drop, punt. Kick he a d- drop, punt. Loves it all the time. And Cruiser on the boundary line, and they're like, okay, so this wind's gonna push it, so we should kind of. Hit it outside the right-hand goalpost, and then Cruiser slots it like straight through, yeah, straight drop through. punt, yep. and he did that a couple of times. He's a phenomenal He's got kick good skills, at doesn't goal. He? Yeah, he, for a tall man. Would it surprise you to know he had? Face, like, do you want to guess before looking how many hitouts he had for the night? Uh, who was he versing again? Uh, uh, Billy Longer. Right, and I think it was I think it was just mainly Longer, but there was I'm going to say there was a rookie ruck as well in there. Right, I'm going to say 18. 18? I don't know. I'm guessing he had 14 hitouts for the whole night. Right, and got a, got 119 super coach points. That's great. So look, that's impressive because he had also to, a couple with that 15 disposals. Now there's not many. He does get that a do lot of that. clearances though. I saw him yeah. follow up and does the follow up. Does work, a lot of the follow up work. Really good. Link plays as well. I kind of wish I didn't effective. trade him out of draft for a, a peanut. Yeah. <laughs> Rook week. This guy right here. Okay, so <laughs> if anyone who follows our draft legacy, I say legacy. It's amazing. Uh, he picks up Cruiser. On his bench, be like, oh, I don't want him just hanging around. Then he trades him for Nick Newman. <laughs> because that's what you do when your second best ruck is on the bench. He had he had Ryder as well, just so everyone's yeah. clear. Rook. Rook week. You know what? You know what the worst part about that? Well, my mid The guy you trade him to had wits. And wits is now literally, I think, his second best ruckman. I reckon Nichols I played Nichols, that good. He, he's solid. I think Wits is number two now. So he might not even play round one and you just gifted him Cruiser Look, like a rook. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will take that take after it. he did well. Pop it on the chin like he did uh, last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's some strong banter, Chris. It is. It's what I do. Um, also so- a strong scent. <laughs> on my chin. Nostrils. <laughs> uh, I should not have paid that. All right. Um, let's talk about Paddy Dow. Everyone is yes. very interested. Um, I actually think he did pretty well considering. Um, he was savagely mumped off the ball. <laughs> oh, he did not. That's what I did there. Oh, that's a bit oh. long. That's a bit long in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this is what SC Insider brings. I was not expecting that part. No, that was good. Oh, thank, yeah, thank you. I worked on it all wow. week. I was trying my uh, delivery. And it was all about the timing as well. So thank you very much. <laughs> Maybe we should ask Savage what he thought of that. I'm sure he'll think it was fine. <laughs> Classic Savage. <laughs> Couple thousand dollars worth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one as well. Yeah, we can go all night. Try the veal. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, um, look, 66 super coach points, uh, 63% time on ground. Yep. That's actually not bad. I'm 
you know, not too bad, but here's the thing, Chris, we'll get into it later on. 66 from 63% time on ground. There are other people that are outperforming him. Yeah, I mean... Let's and it's a take, dilemma. It is a dilemma. Let's do some basic math here. Let's say he plays 78% time on ground in a normal match, which is pretty standard for a guy in his first year, right? I don't see a calculator, Chris. You must have pre-thought this. Mate, I'm no, I can just do 10% maths in my head. <laughs> 10% of 63 is 6.35%. That's 3.15. So he's maybe going to improve by... 10 points per game at an absolute maximum in a regular game. 73 so for 180K. Nah, I'm not going to do that. That's I'm not going to do it. That's, I don't think it's good enough. Right. And he, don't get me wrong. So here's where the the um, I suppose the thought comes in with Paddy Dow. He does have great job security. So I think playing in a Carlton midfield gives him a, um, a spot in the 22 on most weeks. So yes, a guy that would probably get you 70 points per week. I don't think he'll average more than that. I think it's probably what his medium is. And, might, you know, he might hit a 90, but then he'll hit a 50. Yep. I think that he's probably going to average you around 70. I just think there are better options in the midfield at this point to be on your field. And if he's not on your field, then he needs to be a cash generator. And he's not going to generate enough cash to be worthy on your pine. So is the Dow going down? <laughs> in your oh, well done, sir. I like that. A little bit of a financial reference. It is. I respect that. Okay, cool. So it's right next to the NASDAQ. Oh, right. <laughs> so his currency is depreciating on yes, your radar. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think he's going to be a worthy worthy selection, particularly uh, being Hunter Clark, who it, basically he's competing directly against, is 5K cheaper, uh, scored more, scored uh, 83, and played 2% less time on ground. Well, that 2%. Well, I mean, it's it's not that much in terms of scoring, but the Chris, 83 counts. Chris, it's not a milk commercial, uh. okay? And St. Kilda also <laughs> missed a couple of midfielders. I mean, a.k.a. Billings and it Kobe. It's about the 2%, And Kobe. <laughs> it's about the 2%. Um, but look, I, I think Paddy Dow's still a good option. I think Chris might actually change his tune if he wasn't starting with like a six-man strong midfield. That's true. That's the difference because if you're doing a five strong mid, which I don't think you can do this year anyway, then yeah, sure. But um, I think most people should be starting with at least six midfielders, especially with the depth and the value. Well, Chris, start with eight midfielders. Don't you even know the game? (laughs) I'm saying premium selections or mid prices, depending on how you look at it, which means your rookies on field. I don't think you can start more than two, and I don't think Paddy Dow's in the best two. Hundred percent. Which means I don't think you can start him. I think. Well, I think Chris is quite sour face on the note because he his structure means he can't even think about these kind of possibilities. Well, also I think Dow. You have limited your view because of how you're starting your structure. You're like, you know what? I'm not even tempted by these guys. They're a horrible option. And that's how you've gone into it, which is fine because it I keeps think you need stubborn. to work from the rookies up, though. Yeah, you need to work with what rookies are, are the best rookies to start, put them on your field, and then work your field around that. So that's that's my approach going to be yep. after the season. I'll go through that a little bit later. And but. Here's my analogy, okay? They're not prostitutes, so cheaper is better. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> and also, might I add, um, yeah, t- we're t- talking about structure. Dow might need a restructure of his actual teeth. Right now, because he doesn't have any. So yes. that's also good. That's a lot of talking on down. Right. Yes. Now, uh, uh, Marchbank. Did Marchbank impress you? Because we we, st- we were watching the game and texting each other. Um, and in the first quarter, it was Liam Jones is cleaning up. He's just like absolutely dominating. Yeah. I was tempted to put him in my draft side. I'm not going to lie. I was looking at it. and I'm I like, did put him in my draft side. And then I was the like, first quarter. And then I was like, <laughs> in the first quarter, I'm watching. And I'm like, right, I'm going to watch. But now I look at his stats and I'm like, yeah, he had some good games last year, but he was actually kind of horrible. And then next minute, Chris is like, oh, I put him on my on my bench. Yeah, look, um, 
I don't think it's standard rele- relevancy, but he he was no. defending like no, Although, not saying the same. He's that Alex Rance type defender. He had fourteen one percenters, which is the highest for the JLT, and he had a hell of a lot of intercept possessions. So even though he only touched the ball ten times, m- most of them were intercept possessions. He had a lot, and, and they just kept kicking it to him, which was just crazy. He was positioning was really good, so I think he will be a low possession. He plays on a man. He does not going to be drifting out and you know going third man up or anything like that. But that's why I like Marchbank. And I've, I've seen a lot of in. I've seen a lot of people go Marchbank, but at the same time, I know the role that you're looking at is there. But they were also missing um, one of their players from the side as well. So, uh, and I think they're still trying to find their mix because I mean, they are outside. Of, I mean, they, they didn't start O'Shea, so there's there's one right there. Um, O'Shea or O'Nay? Yeah, there's there's quite a few guys that they could rotate through that position. That oh. I don't think it's any clearer after one game. I do need to see another game. What I liked, though, is that it seemed, on the night, it seemed like Marchbank because he got 25 disposals, had some intercepts, kicked the ball well. There was one moment in the game where uh, he took an intercept possession in the four pocket. Um, He looked inside uh, to where Liam Jones was, unmarked in the goal square, and was thinking about passing it to him and went, no, I'm just going to kick it on my own. Turned back around, then kicked out uh, as a rebound 50. So my idea then was that Jones is technically not a designated kicker. I don't think he's trusted with the ball coming out of defense. Um, and that's why I, I actually like Marchbank a little bit better because he turned, looked, saw it was Jones, turned back the other way and then went out himself. He had a chance to switch to a guy that was unmarked. So uh, that really, really showed for me and really stuck in my head. Yeah, I'm a little bit more skeptical. Uh, I think he does have great talent, and he did do a lot of it, but I want to see another JLT from that. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised people are throwing him straight in their standard side, to be fair. Oh, uh, it's a big risk that's to a just big start risk. with him. It's a, it's a big risk. I, I mean, think he's around too special. I mean, yeah, my idea is, okay. Well, he's 381K, yeah. Chris. Let's so just... let's say you start with a, a and, you know, may, maybe a Savage or you know someone who's around that sort of speculative, will they, won't they? Um, that's pretty expensive. Marchbank comes out in games one and two and, and tons up and it's looking like he's got that role, he's got it sewn up and he's going to continue doing that. Um, Savage comes out and goes 70, 80. All right, downgrade Savage to Marchbank in round three. It'll cost you a trade, yes, but you'll gain more cash out of it straight away. You've already gained 200K from the, the downgrade plus the cash that you're going to generate from Marchbank going up in price. Um, sorry, it's 100k, sorry. You are big on the Savage train. I, I am on big on the Savage train at the moment. It was funny. Chris did a little tweet on uh, Twitter. Jeez, that's horrible. High highs, low lows. <laughs> tweet on Twitter. At least I caught a tweet, myself. Tweet, tweet. Uh, Chris was like, oh, his ownership's going up by like point so many percent. And then I sent Chris a message. Oh, I think I like, tweeted. I was like, I bet Chris has just put him in his side. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I did. But it's, it was you're probably the, me. The, you're the I'm that guy. Yeah. Um, he had a great game though. He did have a great game. Um, he was positioned really, really well and positioned in spots where Robertson used to be. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. If you look at the correlation, even back to last year, and we spoke about this. Yep. As their role, I mean, I wasn't keen to get Savage in draft as much as you because of the unknown certainty. Yeah. Uh, but the upside's 100% there. Like, I ended up picking him up off Robertson the Robertson went from three. averaging 100 points per game to 80 points 80, per game. 82, I think it was, yep. in his last, like, half of the season, which as was As soon as horrible. Savage came in. Soon as Savage came in, and yep. and and the reason is is because Robertson is taller. Um, he can lock down on those defenders a lot more, and then yep. Savage, he's he's smaller, he's more mobile, he's got a good long he takes kick, kick out. There's a big kick on him. Robertson's a good kick, don't get me wrong, but you, why would you use Robertson who's six foot four taking at kickouts? You, yep. You're better off having him on the fifty meter line to take and contested grab and get you out of that defense, right? That's how everyone should be looking at it. 
Um, and I Savage. think if Savage is playing, he's their number one rebounder. Yeah, 100%. I would agree. And he is definitely, if he gets that, that same role throughout the year with that consistency, he could easily be a top 10 defender. Yeah. What do you think uh, about Simpson? It scares me to say that, Chris. Yeah, well, it does. And uh, like anyone that has Robertson, you cannot start with Robertson. No, I, I just no. Just even can't. even in draft, I would overlook him because he's, it's too uncertain for you to waste. And he's going to be a top pick in draft. Yes. So why would you waste your n- number one defensive pick or, or number two on someone like a Robertson who you don't know what he's going to average? Well, number you two sounds about right, Chris. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, because he's poop. Um, oh, so compared to Simpson, you're saying? Yeah, so I, I was really unimpressed with Simpson. Um, and that's probably more bodes towards, you know, why would you? So everyone loves Simpson and I love that they love him because he's consistent. Um, and he has been for years and years and years and years. But I think he's going to consistently underperform. So he'll play 22 games. But he he hits seventy five. He hit a goal, had a hundred percent disposal efficiency, and have seventy five for the game. But that's just what Simpson's going to do, and he doesn't have Doherty there. And Doherty was the guy that was feeding him the ball all the time, switching the play all the time. Don't get me wrong, I like Simpson as a player. I would be impressed if he averaged over ninety two. Yep, very um, I'm actually inclined. For once to agree, and uh, he's he's over five k five hundred k. And here's the reason: I also think he's going to drop in average, Chris. Uh, he's not sponsored by Swiss, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if those joints. <laughs> That's a real laugh, there, folks. Oh wow! <laughs> he's not sponsored by Swiss. Yeah, uh, I think he's, he's no Tom Harley, is he? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, think, I think those joints uh, just might fall fall away a little bit, to be honest. But um, look, he's not a bad option if you're going to go with him. I just, I just don't have. I, I honestly faith. think he'll still be top ten. I just think there's better options for cheaper. Yeah, a lot cheaper too. So yeah, whatever. And sometimes you got to have faith. Charlie Kernow train, get on it. No, I'm not getting on the Charlie <laughs> Kernow train. Look, he he actually he played a lot of forward forward minutes. Um, so, but I think he's still. Oh, he played, did he? Yeah, yeah, he oh, played. Didn't I notice, barely didn't noticed him, him, to be honest. Didn't notice him. Sixty-eight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> amazing. And it's funny because you laughed at Petrapa. Oh, seventy-nine. What a horrible yeah, score. But, uh, yeah, but okay. Here's the difference. He was playing pure midfield and hit eighty-two or something stupid. Cool. If that's what you're going to expect from from Petrapa, an eighty-two average. Cool. Playing purely midfield. Cool. <laughs> Kurnow was playing mainly forward with a couple of stints in midfield, didn't really have that much midfield time, and still got to 68. Yeah, he plays midfield, you're going to know it. A stationary mid still scores more than a bench stop, <laughs> than a bench warmer, Chris. You know who uh, who's not Gibbs? Matt Kennedy. Absolute, <laughs> what a waste oh, of a come he, on now. He was nuts. He, he would get the ball and just turn it over. I, I honestly, um, I didn't think Matt Kennedy is, there was big, big raps on him. Oh, with, you know, um, Gibbs not being there. He's going to be the guy to take over the role. Um, yeah, no. Well, Line you, through him. I disagree. He will take over that role. Um, <laughs> Carlton are known for no, just drafting bad He bad will take over that. the role. He'll be like, is Murphy present? Tick. Gonna have to grow his hair. Out present, yeah. He'll actually he'll <laughs> take the physical the physical role. Cutting up oranges yeah. in the sideline. Cutting up oranges, taking Tom the physical. Bell's old job. Oh, Tom Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was good then. Yeah, 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 I like that. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah, Tom Bell. Oh, we'll get to him later. You wait and see. Uh, Lockie O'Brien. Don't think you can pick him. Um, too expensive. Had twenty nine points. Nah, no, no, thank you. I think that's a pretty bit of a big no. Um, Jack Stephen O'Brien. Did you like Jack Stevens' game? 
I loved it personally. It was just a little bit of me. Yeah, 125. Um, he did pretty good, actually. I quite like Stephen. He looked like he was back to the Stephen of old, which I enjoyed. His run and carry was their main driving force. He was always in the right positions with his run and carry, I think. Um, and he just looked like he just didn't skip a beat. So I, I really liked it, and he's under 500k. I think he's 497 or something. Yeah, not bad. God, if, not you're sure if, I, to, if you've yeah. got 500k and you want to spend it on a mid, which I mean, there's here's the problem. There's so much good mid talent, and, and Stephen, for 50k cheaper, you can go Caniglia. Is he going to be a, over Stephen's 105? Yeah, yeah, though. Like he'll get tagged. I get tagging's it. Well, becoming the thing again. Chris. That's true, and you do have to worry about Jacobs in round two. I think it is. Is it round yes, two? Yes, it is yeah. round two. So they verse. Here's the thing, and we're about to get into this. Armitage as well as yeah. coming to this conversation. The reason I'm actually inclined to look at an Armitage over an Amira, for instance, um, we'll get into Amira pros and cons, obviously. But how many times do I have to? Every time I look at their draw, St Kilda round one, Brisbane at home, round two, North Melbourne at home, and they could just he could go on a flyer. Like I, he could I, make I, your hundred k real quick. I don't think Armitage. Yeah. Had as good a game as other people were thinking, but no. he got a lot more contested ball. He looked his he, role was looking better, but the, the first two you, rounds, their first two rounds, Chris, are just absolutely a, ridiculous. That's a fantastic reason to pick him, and the one reason why I'm probably not going to pick him is this: um, he had 24 possessions, nine of which were in the last quarter in junk time. So, I he he definitely did perform much better in that last quarter than he did the entire rest of the game, and hugely inflated prices. Um, a plus you add into that the um, you know the JLT extra points that you're going to get from the 3300 etc that we've touched on last week. Um, it's it's it would a normal game it wouldn't be anywhere near that in my opinion. He'd probably hit maybe just a hundred. I don't think he's going to average over a hundred. Oh, just a hundred. He's he's three hundred k under ninety. Have, yeah, you never been is, to, have you never been to a scrap? Uh, no, I, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, if you're looking for that type of player in your midfield, again, you'd have to, if he's your sixth midfielder, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can go into a sixth midfielder with a guy that's going to maybe average 90. Like, I, like that's that's had an injury season like he had. So he, he's your seventh guy. If he's your seventh guy, get. If he's your replacement for a Paddy Dow, if you're not running Paddy Dow because you've spent another 130K and got Armitage, 100%, I'm with you on that train. Let's yeah. ride that all the way I think in. that's what I did. Yeah, 100%. Because you, we just why shared would you spend, Why would you spend 180K or 200K on a Brayshaw when you're for 110 extra and if you've got the kitty, yep. jump to an Armitage who's proven, who's guaranteed best 22, who's going to get games and he's probably going to average about 90, maybe even yeah. more. He's got, he's got upside. I, I think at well, I'm looking at at least 88 plus and hoping to, yeah. that he might hit that 90-ish. He's not going to average more than Knieg there. No. So if you if if no, you're going him over Knieg there, I think that's a terrible mistake. Um, I think he's a good stepping stone, Armitage, for the fact that a he's a little bit more expensive. B they're, uh, they're yeah. soft draw. Not only is their first couple of games really good, but just before the buy round, you could make a hundred k real quick. Well, just yeah. before the buy rounds, they versed some weak opposition as well, which we've spoke about in our team analysis. Yeah. Uh, so the influx in price there could really help you get to someone else. Yeah. Um, which would be so. I suppose we both in agreement that. Great as a so M7 or an M8. If I mean, if you're really yeah, if, stacked, if you're going you're in like not. him as an like an M6 or something like no, that, I don't then think then, no. then you're going in really weak in the midfield, which is your prime. Um, and this year, people are going to have really strong midfields, so I don't think you can carry him. So he's got to be your M7 or M8. He's the guy that you're replacing instead of having a Hunter Clark or a Paddy Dow or a Brayshaw. Yeah, because you found money on other lines, and you're playing Holman at you know, M8 at 102k. 
you know, or a Barry at 117k. Yeah. Um, I think that's how you got to roll with it. Yep, I you gotta agree. roll with it. You got it. Okay, I'm gonna shut up now. Um, so uh, Hunter Clark, we already touched on. Yep, 83 um, Supercoach points. Dunstan, someone who I really, really rate, and I picked him up in draft, and I think you rate him as well. I do. Um, had a really, really, really slow first half, and I don't know if it was because he was played out of position or whatever, but he really picked up in the second half. He hit 86 for the game, but had 21 at halftime. So his second half was 65 points. Um, he was in, he had clearances. He was around. He actually fell a bit behind the ball as well, was taking intercept possessions. I just think he's got a lot more scope than what was on that night because I think he was played a little bit out of position. But I think once the season rolls around, he'll be in and around the ball a little bit more. Yeah. I still, I don't see him hitting over 100 though. No, no. I think he's probably going to be, say, a 90 95 average. Yeah. So great for draft because he's got, he was one of my last midfielders in draft. But I don't think he's going to be a apart from a step and stone, which is too expensive for anyway. I think he's just under five hundred k, and you'd probably be better off going with Stephen if you're going to go that way. A hundred percent, I do agree with you there. What do you think of Nick Caulfield? Because he's the other real rookie that was playing. That um, um, a lot of people have in their team, and for me, it's a big hard no. Um, I, you know what? It took me a while to realize like who he was. I'd never seen him before in my life. I'm just watching out for numbers. And I'm like, Nick Caulfield, I looked at my app and I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's playing. Um, he's not hasn't done anything outstanding yet. And then I just started watching out for numbers. Um, he did have four turnovers. He had he actually had 20 disposals. 16 of them were uncontested. Um, four of them were clangers and he went at 65 um, uh, disposal efficiency uh, for 63 points from 20 disposals. I just don't, like, everything about that screams, no, don't touch him with a barge pole. Because if he can't win his own ball, he's not going to be able to play in defence for a start. Yeah, he's and I not think, going I think to the extra start. price point as well, like the one seventy k. I mean, he's really looking at he's being your too D. expensive. Well, uh, he's your D three if you're going a three prong attack. Yeah, and then if you're going a, oh, so a D four, yeah, yeah. So if you or D four, sorry, if you're going with a three prong attack, uh, but if you're going two primos, two mid prices, then he's too expensive anyway. Yeah, you can't um, run him. You can't run him if you're going with four defenders. No, four four medium or well, otherwise it's defenders. just too much money. Like too much money in that one line. Yeah. So and um, I think there's a better options, even expensive options like. An, like a Norton or someone like that we'll touch on later but um, for me Caulfield just I don't think he he just didn't look up to AFL standard for, for a start um, he didn't have the disposals for, for someone to have 20 disposals 15 of them were kicks which is a good sign and but 16 were uncontested and he still had four clangers and still went at 65% that just means he really is either A nervous which means he's probably not AFL ready or B, he's just not. He's never going to be that guy, which Jeez. I don't think harsh he is. Critic. But it's well harsh critic. We've got we've got a one game sample from the guy. Yeah. We only get two. That's true. So you only so get two he chances need, he to needs look to at really him. come out there. I mean, he the comes good, out next week and gets you an eighty five. Well, the good, sure, yeah, back the, 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 the good the good side is he he got some ball. Yeah. All right, bad side. I think you know it's a bit harsh compared. Like yes, he didn't do well with it, but I am keen to see another sample. Uh, and we'll see how he goes. But there is room in St. Kilda's defence for someone. Um, let's put it that way. It's probably not going to be Sam Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were waiting for that. Possibly the greatest post we've ever done, by, might I add. But yeah, it was all you're doing. They put Sam Gilbert in the ruck for a bit. <laughs> he got a hit out, which actually I watched. I was like, oh. Did, I think Cruiser actually watched it go away and was like, what just happened? I, th- I think he got distracted by the locks in front of him. <laughs> Honestly. Who's this midget? Cruiser, don't... Like, if that was their plan, or maybe they're just throwing him in to see... Like, he must be on his last legs. 
He's never been able to kick the ball efficiently. He's not really an, I don't reckon he's an AFL player. Sure, he puts in effort. And, you know, <laughs> he gives you a solid B for effort. <laughs> I don't know. He's just not an AFL guy, but um, he really sputtered up, and I'm surprised he's still on their list. I actually checked up with him, Chris, to see if he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm a little bit concerned. My friend, Did you email him? My friend, it, no, no, it was a tweet. Was it just the on the attention line? It was, it was an invisible tweet. Um, so I, th- I said, my, my, I'm a little bit concerned. My friend just tweeted that you got fisted. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I said, are you sure you're ready for 2018? And he said, yes, still, 100% it's... for the pension league. <laughs> Yes, he's got. To, he, that's why he's so, he's so involved with the AFLPA. He just really wants to up that, you know, yeah. post AFL career pension. Exactly. He figures if he doubles down on the AFLPA, <laughs> then he can play the rock and he'll just be a cripple and get a lot of money. Oh look, uh, we're just having fun. If you actually like Gilbert, which there's probably three of you, <laughs> one less than the amount of total North Melbourne support. It probably would have been four, except he she says no. <laughs> someone made not a, a fan. Someone made a fantastic comment that he's probably still reeling after the 2009 grand final loss. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> that comment. Was fantastic. Well uh, done. Some people hold grudges, uh, and as a Brisbane fan, I 100% agree. <laughs> Classic Ben grudge holder 2017. I do hold grudges. Uh, look, let's get into it. So what's uh, what's who, who we got next? Uh, I think we're looking now at oh, Collingwood. I don't want to talk about it. GWS. I don't want to talk about we're, it. We're going to make you talk about it, Chris. <laughs> so we're going to make you talk about it. There's oh, no getting around gosh. this one. This was a horrible game. For, this, for those who are wondering, horrible. all the anti-Collingwood tweets last week were actually me. So it was. Was, Ben was supportive. He's like, nah, maybe it's just a practice game. And I was like, nah, absolutely shocking. You know, here's here's my thing. And I, I think I sent this. Did I send this to you? No, I, th- I think I just lone posted this, not even from um, Supercoach Inside, just as me on the Collingwood website. Oh, on you, their went, you went off. I saw that one. I did. Um, here's, I, I get that it's a practice match, but it's a practice match you've literally been practicing for seven months. Well, you see, Bri- however long Well, Brisbane, been. Gold Coast, they're going in no. there to try and win games. Collingwood's like, oh, no, we're just mucking around. They didn't even care. Like, they, like not one of them was, was chasing a contest, chasing a ball. Uh, giving it passion, it didn't seem like there was anyone, not even the like new players that were trying to impress. No one was tracking back. No one was playing defensive football. Dylan Shield was just running around on his own the entire match, and no one cared. They uh, like the probably the one, number one or at least top five disposal guys into the four fifty is Dylan Shield, and just no one manned up on him. No one cared. Chris, whatever. Chris. Calm down. Oh, I just couldn't. I couldn't. Couldn't this, do it. This isn't Grind McGear's segment. <laughs> just okay. It makes me angry. Look, and they just. Oh, I can't. Nah, that's all right. Well, anyway, I'm, let's I'm, talk about the positives. Oh, okay, positives. Will Hoskin Elliott decided to play a game. He did. There was one person on the entire. No, actually, there was probably two or three. But Will Hoskin Elliott played good. Um, that's the role he's going to play during the year. But he's just not consistent at it. He never has been consistent with his scoring, which is why, unfortunately, I mean, he averaged 81, he hit some tons, and then he hit some 60s. That's literally Will Hoskinelli in a nutshell. You'd probably not... <laughs> this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> Help! I'm in a <laughs> nutshell. What sort of show is this? It's so nutty. Um, even Langdon did well, which wouldn't no, be voting well. I hate Langdon. For Supercoach. I hate him. No, I hate him as a player. Because, yes, like he does super, everyone in Supercoach land loves him because he does do one very important thing. He does track the ball well and he takes intercept uh, marks. And he's fairly good spoiling. So a high ball comes in. That's that's what he does. He can't chase. He does not tackle very much. Um, he when he does kick the ball, he's exactly like Crisp. It's either a 
to a person that's com- um, that's uh, in a contested situation 50 metres away and that counts as an effective disposal, or it's a short 10-metre kick to no one. He does not do anything exciting with the ball. He's got one, she's a one-trick pony, and I hate I hate that out of defence. Um, and Collingwood, and especially I think Nathan Buckley, love him and Chris because they're the same. They both do the exact same and have the same impact on games, which is turn the ball over, just don't worry about it, kick long to a contest. Oh, it's just so annoying. Um, someone, so, but I'm trying to be positive and I want to talk about Josh Thomas because you hate him for well, some unknown reason. You just seem to be on the biggest bandwagon and I am. trying to tell people to pick him up in draft on their bench. And I was like, Chris, he's not even uh, in your side. If he goes well this week, you, okay, can we make a deal? Because like, honestly, I will pick him up this weekend if he goes over 100 and you have to promise not to pick him up. No. <laughs> well, oh, I am all of making, a sudden, I am not making that all, promise. All of a sudden, because the tides have changed. No, because yesterday, Chris, we were having a little chat conversation, and then oh, someone yeah. may have mentioned to us discreetly that um, Sam Petrovsky Seaton would be playing a lot of midfield and starting in the midfield this year. I think I'm allowed to say that. That, oh, part, that, that part I am, I think. And so I was like, oh, so I'm like, I'll get on there because I knew Chris was about to. So meanwhile, I'm there. I put. Him, I had him before. I put him. It wasn't like I didn't know. And then like you dumped him. him yeah. Right, and you rejected him. So then I put him in my side and then I went to him. I had I to hit, get Jones in somehow. And then I hit accept. I thought, you know what? I'll put Sam Petrovsky sitting on my bench in draft. I hit accept. And then it's like, I'm sorry. Someone in your draft has already picked up this person. I was like, Chris. <laughs> There's no one else. Is there no one else? Like five seconds before. And I was like, I screamed Oliver all over again. Yeah, well, it is. I hope you felt that way because that was the best uh, rape of all time, pretty much. Oh, wow. Um, this super coach rape. No, but we're well, keeping it PG. Is that more or less than Gilbert? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Definitely that, more. That fisting was intense. Oh, wow. But uh, now, look, let's, let's Josh go- Thomas had six centre clearances, which was he led the JLT for the entire week. No Trelaw. No, look, I get it. There was no Trelaw. But Adams was playing, Pendles was playing, and granted Pendles was, I don't know what, Pendles was the only one that tried in the last quarter. Literally, they were getting pummeled in the the centre and around the ball because Maynard is a dud and cannot play midfield. Last quarter. Pendles, I reckon he took it on himself to just take himself into the midfield stoppages and went, all right, I'm going to play here for the last quarter. quarter. It's a little too late. (laughs) Is it too late now to say sorry? Anyway. um, Stevenson. Yes. No, no, can't pick him. Stevenson. And and here's the thing. like, If you look at the prospectus and everything, they go back to what he scored in previous years and stuff like, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's a very talented player, but he's not super coach relevant. He never scores high games. like even in. He's going to have his games where he goes 150, but most of the time he's going to get your 70s. Well, he's 180K, and he's not going to make you enough quiche to make it worth it. Yeah. And he's, he's never, he has never been in my side. Will Hoskinelli at, at 2.0. So I'm not exactly sure why they drafted him because he's an impact player and Pies don't need impact players like they just literally got Will Hoskinelli who's basically the same player. Why would you go out and draft Stevenson at pick six? I well, know. One's younger. Well, yeah, but I mean, Will Oskinelli is like what twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, he's still he's still yeah. good. I actually I quite like. It. I don't get I don't get the draft pick. Sorry, Pies fans. I quite, fans. I quite I just don't like Will Oskinelli. I'm not gonna lie, as yeah. in as a player, oh, like, not I, as a, an option. He gets on the end of a lot of plays. He's got a lot of speed, well, and he's, he takes some good marks though. That's why I yeah. like him, even back in the day. So. Look. Adams played behind the ball. I thought that was a bit interesting. Not all the whole game. He did, did play a little midfield as well, but um, he was definitely playing more behind the balls. 
penalties paying more for, which never the board never got there anyway. And poor Maine, we kind of gave him a little, <laughs> a little ripping. He so, deserves a backhand across the chops. So Maine, Maine did the nothing. Lamb chops. Maine did nothing. So we, we put in a little lamb chop. Yeah, lamb chops. A uh, little lamb chop comment saying that uh, that's his his best way to get back on TV is yep. to uh, revive the childhood. <laughs> character Lamb Chop. Well, I agree. And, and let's be fair, Lamb Chops play a lot. And his hair does suit. I mean, it's just like... It's a, it's a spitting image. It um, is a spitting you, image. Check out our Twitter and Facebook. It was a, it was a great post. Well, ben Ben takes the high five for that one. Thanking you. Chris Main, eight super coach points from 42% time on ground. He literally had two possessions. <laughs> like, why is he even on the list? I wonder if someone like gifted him. it. I wonder if Take someone gifted it to him. and get him out of the list. I wonder if that's like someone gifted it to him. Like, you know if you're playing dodgeball and like they just don't <laughs> care anymore. So like, here, yeah. you take the ball and <laughs> have a disposal. It, yeah. yeah, have a disposal. He wasn't feel, as bad as uh, Cedric Cox was this feel, weekend, though. Feel so good about yourself. I'm okay with it. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, so is that is that a broken Cox then? <laughs> yes, it was, yes. He's so tall. He, he falls was, over. He, he might hurt his coxic. No, no, I was talking about Brendan Cox. But oh, let's talk about Mason. Mason. Uh, oh, Cedric, sorry. Cedric Do you have Cox. two Cox in the Collingwood side? No, there's well, a let's, Cedric, let's fair, Cedric Cox is a Brisbane player, mate. You should know that. Oh, let's, I was going to say, let's be fair. There's about 30 Cox in Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think um, Mason Cox is interesting this year because he's the, probably the only viable ruck forward option. So, uh, I, yeah. Please stop. No, look. Please should stop. Should I stop? Why would you say he's a viable option? He's not viable. You but said if viable. if you're desperate for a ruck forward option, and that's the way you Chris, want to go for cover. No one's that desperate since you misses a couple of years ago. <laughs> that's true. No, actually, she wasn't desperate. I was. That, that That's really what won her over. Um, Brody Mircek. Now, I want to have a little bit of a chat about Brody. So, he actually... Um, Mircek. Um, Mircek. Uh, 102K defender. We we harped on about him, and, and he disappointed a little bit in terms of his output. He did score 50, which for a 102K player, sitting on my pine, 100%, I'm going with that. You'll make me at least 100, 120K, maybe 150, whatever. 87% time on ground. Yeah, well, he was playing fullback the whole match. However, he had he had 14 possessions. He just went at 57%. He had five, like, yeah, five of them were contested. He did have a um, three clangers, though. So I'm thinking more it's not a true reflection of what he can do. I'm going to give him another chance. If he comes out this week and gives me a 70, great. Because you've got players like you know Aaron Norton and Caulfield that hit 63 that are 70k more expensive. Am I going to go on... And this is an on-the-pine player. He's not a guy that's going to be on my field. Yeah, sure. Cash generation. I'm going to play a 102k guy that's going to average me 60. If that's, if that's what he's going to give me, I'm in 100%. That's so, fair. But would you give him a second chance if he wasn't from Collingwood? Yeah, well, I, I'm th- considering giving Mira another chance, even though he completely disappointed me. Oh, that was 100% disappointment. So, yeah. Fair enough. Why not? Um, oh, can I just say, just uh, sidebar, the lowest score of the entire weekend was from a guy called Josh Dacos. He literally uh, had a zero. And what percentage of six, time on ground? Six disposals. Oh. He, he, <laughs> so he got the ball. Yeah, okay. he played a half. I think he played a half a footy. Six disposals, uh, time on ground was... Hold on, let me get this out here. La, 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 la. So he must, must have been coughing up his... That wasn't a lot, but all right, 30% time on ground, six disposals, and zero supercoach score. So uh, he had three clangers from his six disposals, which officially makes him the worst performer of the weekend. Right. 
And it possibly could be he's in a forward line that literally did not get the ball at all forward. A forward line for Collingwood. Yes, 100%. Um, fair enough. So, look, I think, is that if, it for Collingwood? That's Chris? Collingwood. So I'm done. done I'm done, done with my rant. Done. Now, if they come out week two of the JLT, it is going to be on next week. It is going to be every day. It's going to be an anti-Collingwood post. All right. Can we please get on to the uh, Heater Shaw special? Oh, my gosh. Can Look. If you haven't listened to us, harp on for about months, sure, for months. Ever since I saw his his brazenly white chest <laughs> at Bronte Beach, and if you haven't heard him go on about Bronte Beach, I swear to God, go I, didn't, I didn't know if he was a football player or he was from the movie Twilight. Um, but he was. <laughs> was he sparkling? Because that's how you tell. Mate, my, his eyes were. I don't know, but he. <laughs> I know we had. To, he had this look in his eyes. You were sure about it. And at one point he said, "Let's get it on." <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> um, that was look, about the fighting. Look, uh, this is what I don't get. People are still going, "Oh, nah, no, he's sure. He's a trap." Well, they're like, "Oh, but there's there's this there's uh, Williams is out, and there's like, okay, let's look. Wilson's there's a gone. role available. Let, let me see if he gets he the role. He played that exact role. Let me see if he gets he the role. He scored over a hundred, and then he gets the role. Does one like, oh, oh nah, yeah, trap. you know, you know what, Chris, I want to watch it again. Yeah, I think I, I think I might trap. watch it again. He's he's not he's not the actual literally the number one uh, defender of Supercoach of the past, however many years. No, let's not. Nah, let's not. Nah, don't worry about him. He's he's old. He's two years younger than Simpson, who's yeah. I'm going to put in my team, but. He's old. Let's go with Simpson. Averaged over 100 once. 20 kicks, two handballs. Literally was doing this. Kicks to himself. Kicks it to the forward pocket. Handball received. Kicks it again. Runs up. Handball received. Kicks it again. I... Oh, it was just so good to watch. It was glorious. It was, it was glorious. It was my like a summer's blue. day. My boy, Blue. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. And um, and he actually slowed down because he, he did move up, up the ground as well at times. And then he got rested a little bit. Oh, look, he was then in, in defense when in the second half... Yep. The ball wasn't going in the defence for GWS. It was literally just camped in the forward line. Yep. So, so Heater Shaw one thirteen oh from seventy three percent time on ground. Lock him in. It was great. And like no, 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 Chris, no. If you haven't had him locked in your side now, no, don't do it. Or you haven't considered him, then piss off. Yeah. You don't Leave him to us. Him. Leave him to the guys that you know don't what they're deserve doing. him. Leave yep. him to the serious contenders. Yep. Go go get March Bang. I actually think if if he, if he goes, I actually hope he doesn't go so well this weekend, Chris. Because if he goes well, he can end up in about twenty percent of sides, and I won't like it because he was like five percent or six percent. Yeah, when we had him in. Yeah, and you know what? Because we have faith, and I mean Ben blessed him. Oh, I guess so. it would be nice <laughs> if I could touch your body. <laughs> We're going on the song train tonight. Sorry, guys. We just got a mic, and when we have a mic, it just goes into the music time. So, look, the number one performer and the number one lock of GWS, Josh Kelly. Yes. This guy is an absolute jet. And he, he, he fuels the jet. I swear to God, he was like third gear on a highway. Oh, dude. He, he Inside, outside, again, he's just... He was the most efficient saying, player of, of glorious, the game. saying glorious. He's just good to watch. Oh, my God. he As as good contested as he is uncontested. He's a beast and his hair is on point. Oh, his hair's so good. So Did good. you like that post about, about um, Josh Kelly? No, sorry, Dylan Sheila and Canigo about their hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. No, no look, I, I honestly, he justifies his price. He's going to pump out... Oh, is the guy that's going to be 120, if not this year, then next year? Well, it's we, going to we, happen. We have said it previously. He could be the one that will become a lock for years to come. Yep. So, And I think it could be starting this year, especially, again, starting with a soft draw. And he, I swear to God, it looked like he was in third gear on the highway. Pumped out of 126 with 24 dis- disposals at 83% efficiency. He was cruising. Oh, my he gosh. He was cruising. Oh, just, Didn't it even was get just, in the fourth. Five tackles, one percenters, inside fifties, rebound fifties. He does it all. He was all over the park, and he just there was one like there was a, a point in the, in the match where I was like, 
Kelly's coming at the ball and a Conga player. I don't know who the Conga player was. That's how much I didn't even care. Um, and I just knew Kelly was going to win the contest, and he does. He literally ran at the ball, grabbed the ball, shrugged off a tackle, kicked it, lace out to a GWS player. Like He's the oh. single mum of the football world. <laughs> he does it all, he doesn't complain, and he makes it look good. That was a great analogy. Fantastic. Yeah, he is. He's the yeah. single mum of the football world. Thanks very much. Um, also equally as impressive was Coniglio, to be honest. And he's underrated. Uh-huh. And Coniglio, yes, yeah. 100%. Coniglio! Um, Coniglio, uh, look, he was definitely more outside, but he had 20, uh, 28 disposals. Actually, I don't think you can say he was more outside because he had 13 of those contested, which is fantastic. Um, had some clearances, had some center clearances, had some rebound 50s, had some inside 50s. Yeah, uh, 130 super coach, 130 super coach points. Yeah, I, I am in. And again... It's it's hard for me to not start with him because right now I've got... I went um, this week, so part, midfield update, I went... Can you go to Dusty this week? So I had the cash to upgrade that. If if he comes out and goes 110, I, I don't think he can. I, I've got him pegged for a 105. If he goes 110, I will just hate my life because that's a huge, huge value that you miss on your year. And then it'll be every, because everyone's going to have, a lot of people are going to have him. Oh, it's going to be such a punch in the face if you don't I'm, have him. I'm hoping for an early trade, my friend. Bang, 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 and then see you later. What in? Um, in standard. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, instead, what, you, oh, you just want to get him out. Um, yeah. Get him up and out. Up and out. Okay. Straight into what, a primo. Do you have a pl- maybe a JPK or what's, into your, what's a your plan? No, no. I'm actually thinking Armitage could go into okay, JPK. Okay. So here's what here's here's Armitage a question that, JPK. that I'm sure the community would love to know. So let's say you have Caniglio, right? You will not know and my secrets. The first six rounds, he's averaging one ten. Why would you trade him? Are you banking him to go down? It's a tough question, right? This yeah, is what I'm thinking. Tough. Like for, with Kelly last year, he kept on with that that run. Yes, 100. percent But at the same time, when they peak, if I think he's going to go drop back down, and I can could be then, based on draw. If I yeah draw, and if I think that I can then go okay, well he's at a good price point now, where I could throw a little bit of cash on him and then upgrade into say a Dusty. Martin if you don't have the top, yeah, if yeah, you, yeah, I would be going from him to literally in the top like top six midfielder. Yeah, and that's what I'd be looking for a straight trade and, into. But let's say but he's let's say he does if, average if 110 right, and you can go up to a Dusty if. You don't have him, right? So let's say Dusty's averaging 120. Let's just say, put these numbers in there. You're gaining 10 points per week or 10 points per game, uh, but it's cost you a trade for 10 points per game. You've probably downgraded someone who was averaging you, I don't know, whatever, like rookie, maybe 70 points per game to a speculative guy that might not even be on your field. You know where I'm going with this? No, there's no mm. logic there, Chris. Um, that's why I wanted not, to like not just take that decision making out of it. Do and not just bring logic to, to this conversation. <sighs> Do I'm not just, bring just logic. trying to talk to you. I thought you were just, you know. Yeah, okay, fine. I will keep Coniglio because he is blessed. Anyway, Peter <laughs> um, Shaw, Coniglio, blessed. Put him in your side. Dylan Shield. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think you can take that into consideration. No one paid any attention to him. He equaled the, um, the. he had 29 disposals, 24 of which were uncontested. No one was within five meters of him. Um, and in normal games, that's not going to be the case. So... I don't think it, he's also a guy that does generally play less time on ground because he can't run out of game. So to me, it's not. I don't think you can start with him. No, one hundred percent. Finlayson though. Oh yes, not uh, bad. Eighty-five super coach points. Uh, I think he's been about eighty-two percent time on ground. 
Looked uh, impressive. Yep, he had 82% time again. He was absolutely fantastic. I um Doing the kick-ins too, I believe. He was taking some kick-ins. Um, what's impressive is he's tall. He actually looks exactly like Nathan Wilson, what I had. Right. I think they've got like the same haircut. And I was like, wait, Wilson was traded. Like, what's happening maybe, here? Maybe they got off the same Phil boat. Well, Phil Nathan Wilson, son. Oh, oh wow. See what I did there? No. That was terrible. Maybe, they, maybe, they, got off the, maybe <laughs> they got off the same boat. No, look, he's tall. Uh, he defends well. <laughs> Um, he's got fantastic use by foot because whilst in the intra club, he wasn't that great. He actually went by a hundred percent. So he had 14 disposals at a hundred percent. Um, and yeah, which is just amazing. I, I would 100% start him on field right now for his next week. I'm giving him another week because I'm not entirely sure how GWS will line up round one with their defense. But if he's named at 123K, he's one of the guys that I want on my starting midfield along with Dodi. Starting midfield, starting defense. Sorry, um, uh, he, at very worst, he might be on the, your pine if you're running other um, defensive rookies. But no, it makes for sense. me, I think he's he, uh, on the field. He's D6. on my he's on my field at the moment. So, yep. um, what about Lachlan Keith? Uh, Keith, I know a few people were considering him, particularly before the JLT. Yeah, uh, really disappointed me. I, yeah, I was really looking forward to hopefully getting a good score out of him because I want him because I've got Sicily. So it gives you the flexibility to play Sicily forward or back, depending on when you need him. But if he's going to pump out that sort of performance. Yeah, 44, super coach from 61% time on ground. Uh, yeah, not really loving that one. So we'll, I guess we'll see, especially seeing that the ball was um, shuffled around a little bit. So we'll see, maybe if they start losing some games. If, if he can get me a 60, <laughs> I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him in a heartbeat. But I, also, I don't know if he's got to play round one. Yeah, I don't think his job security is fantastic. That's so. definitely the big if... Um, Lockie Whitfield played behind the ball, which and he looked good. He had 91, um, but unfortunately from uh, 25 disposals. So, again, another guy who had a lot of uncontested possessions. Um, I don't think you can carry him in as a midfielder because uh, he's just going to average you unders. Um, if he was available in defense, he would be a fantastic selection, but he's not going to be. Maybe someone you look at next year, I think he's someone that could really average quite well and be a great defender next year if he's going to continue that role. Um, but yeah, as a midfielder, I think he's a bit written off. And then you've got um, two um, two GWS guys that were rookies that also played um, in Shipley and uh, Tiziani. I think that's how you say it. Tiziani looked better because he kicked more goals, sixty nine um, points on the field, and I think he had he didn't have that much time on ground. It was fifty nine percent time on ground. Um, and Shipley, uh, both these guys are one twenty three k. By the way. Shipley's only available as a mid and Tiziani as a forward, so I am heavily looking at Tiziani more anyway. But Shipley had 60 uh, super coach points at 61% time on ground. So didn't perform quite as well. Um, and, I w- again, looking forward to seeing him next week and seeing how GWS line up in round one. I don't think either of them really have fantastic job security, unfortunately, at this point. So we'll just see how that plays out. Yeah. Nice. So the next game, uh, Hawks versus the Bulldogs. Excellent. Um, but first, actually, you know, I'm going to release this code, Chris. Oh, I think, here we um, go. I think we have maybe dragged on the start a smidge. We're sitting at 53 minutes. So I think this is probably about the time. Well, let's just get into it. So for those of you listening, to join the Supercoach League 18 man in standard, if you're already in a league, please. You can't, you can't come in if you're already in one of our leagues. We'll boot you uh, yep. and then invite our friends. Uh, <laughs> we have friends. Anyway. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, mom, play super coach. The meatloaf. Meatloaf. We want it now. <laughs> uh, okay, so the code seven eight five three five nine. 
It is a first in best dressed. Um, we're only having um, a limited four, number. We're having four leagues in total. This is the third. And we will have um, two leagues that you can join as well and you've actually yep. got to compete for. We'll go into that a little bit later. So at if the you've end. missed it, it's seven, eight, five, three, five, nine. Yep. Bingo. Uh, we'll, we'll announce another one maybe next week, next week yep. on the podcast and then we'll one it. the week after that yep. beforehand. 100%. So. Uh, but look, let's get into uh, Hawthorne versus the Bulldogs. Excellent. I, this was actually a pretty good game though, Chris. Very competitive. I like watching them both. What I did I like... did enjoy the game, but did you, are, you, are you not liking what I'm not liking? Well, I don't know. What was that? We didn't get much out of the game. No, 100%. You know why? Because Bevo's an idiot. Bevo was playing everyone <laughs> like, was it Dunkley and stuff was playing some midfield forward and just shift, like shifting everyone around. Oh, they had eight around. players playing mid forward, including McLean, Dunkley. Um, they had Libar, basically, yeah. basically half of their mid forward roster. Dalhouse is just a non-pick for me at this point. He played He played more midfield than I was expecting. Oh, but, but isn't he in your nothing. top 10? I don't know, Chris. No, I don't think he is, <laughs> yeah. is he? Sure he's in your forward top oh, 10. It could be. It'll change. Yeah, because you're a... I think Bontepelli's jumping out in the top 10 too, P.S. So, uh, look, but I did notice some things from... Um, oh, really? Did you just say Bont's jumping out of your top 10? Possibly. Well, why is that? Because he's tired to play more forward time. Yeah. I don't think he can kick straight. No, that's not it at all. Oh, okay. No, so tell me. So you just you've just resound to lose. I mean, look, I'll hey, take negotiation on that bet. You're not going to resound to lose. You have Pendles in your top 10. So the only way is if Pendles... Yeah, he won't be. <laughs> he won't be. Um, so look, I think you did find out a lot about Hawthorne. So I think the number one thing you found out was Mitchell's going to do the same thing he did last year. Yes, 100%. And Sicily, very tempting. Oh, he's now in my standard side. He's locked, side. I think, now. How has he very, done that, Chris? Oh, dude, honestly. The, the flogometer is tipping <laughs> over. I'm about to like sink like the Titanic. I'll tell you how. He had 24 disposals, seven contested. He only had three clangers, and, and a couple of them he literally had no choice but to just kick it to no one. Um, went at 91%, so the only times he didn't hit the target was his clangers. Um, and he took contested marks, and he had intercept possessions. 114 supercoach. Dude, they, they looked for him. There was two times in the game when I'm like, he's just sitting there, Seager, he's Lockie Hunting this up. And Jarman Impey had the ball in the half, half back line, and he's like, I'll just kick it back to Sicily. So he's clearly, the team instruction is, if you've got no option, Sicily's you're out. And so they restructure around where Sicily can kick it because they trust him by foot. Um, outside of the contest, the ball would drop and he's really good at getting an intercept possession. He was he was running around and cleaning up loose ball. Um, he was also taking those intercept marks. So, uh, lock. I'd like lock. Absolute lock. Um, if he's going to play that the whole year, it really has adversely affected Burton's scoring. Um, which is something we didn't we uh, we mentioned in the um, uh, preseason podcast with about Hawthorne. We yeah. were really watching big on roles. Burton. Yeah, you, know, you were particularly. Yeah. I was following suit, but um, um, but yeah, that was a bit a, a bit surprising. What about Jaeger, Chris? Oh, uh, played out of position for most of the game. Yeah, and I think, I think um, I'm being cautious. Yeah, he played a lot of forward minutes and was getting frust- notably frustrated. He would get the ball and there'd be three bulldogs within two meters of him, just running him down. He had no time and space the whole game. I think they were so close to him because he looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just drawing them closer. That's true. I'm so, oh, he's so dreamy. And he, he can't turn left. <laughs> he's not an angry turn off. The positive thing, right, and this is... He got some run in the legs. Well, he got some run in the legs, and some people were ripping on him, be like, oh, Amir only got 79. Not so bad, considering price, but more importantly, he got 85% time on ground, which yeah. I know he was playing forward a lot more, but he actually got through he's a game... He won't be playing that role season come. No. If he's playing... 
outside of the center square, then Austin yeah, Clarkson didn't recruit him for the right reason. Correct. He will be in there. He just wanted to get a run through the legs and you know, pretty much work on his craft resting forward, I think. Pretty much. Yep. Um, Mark Pitney, someone I want to touch on, is the uh, one of the only um, rookie ruckmen that is a chance of getting games. Didn't do himself any uh, any harm. Had a goal. Had 40 super coach. Played 32% time on ground. So they mainly played... Um, uh, who is uh, number one ruck there? McAvoy. McAvoy. They mainly played McAvoy as a sole ruck, but he did have some time on well, field. That was funny. Um, Pitney's goal, roughhead, I think, tried to... Yeah, it was, it was a 50 metre. Oh, oh, no, no, he jumped up like a goose in the forward 50 and tried to, like, you know, pretty much didn't even get near the contest. And, like, uh, uh, you, you shepherded him from the contest. Here's a free oh, kick. Oh, actually, yeah, I and remember then, that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was, that the, was a... Sh- it was a free kick. Oh, yeah, It was 100%. shepherding off the, off, off the mark, uh, off the... Yeah. Out of the contest, sorry. Shepherded by roughhead, but, um, um, yeah, look... Yeah, didn't look, didn't look terrible. Didn't look out of place. He was a 2014 draftee too, I think. So yeah. he has been in the system for a while. In in um, that, which is possible. What's more impressive is in that time he had 13 hitouts. So he only had uh, what was it? 32 percent time on ground, but had 13 hitouts. It's one less than Cruiser had for That's the whole good. game. So he can get his hand on the ball. Um, his hitouts to advantage weren't fantastic. I, I, I look, I'm boyish on him. It, I think he's probably leading the pack in terms of scoring ability if he was to get a gig. But there's two guys in front of him. Segler didn't even play. I think that's because they wanted a little bit of legs into Pitney. Um, so he's probably not going to get a game round one, but just keep an eye on him. And uh, Yeah, ho- there's an injury for yeah, sure. 100%. Definitely a possibility. He's been there for a little while. So And, I mean, same bodes with uh, with McAvoy. I don't think you can select him, even though he scored 63 from 57% time on ground. Not good enough to be a ruck two, and um, and with all the competitions, not going to happen. Well, so. Chris, I um felt my ears burning the other day. Oh, was you? Yes, and it wasn't sexually related. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't no, think it usually would be, Ben. No, because I was I was channeling the spirit of David Miram. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I felt a lot of people screaming at him through the television. Oh, it, look, I, I'll, I'm going to back Mira here. It wasn't all his fault. He had limited time on ground, twenty three percent time on ground. He did score 15. He had 100% disposals. However, he also was doing kickouts, which don't get you a stat. And he wasn't kicking to himself. So I'm going to give him a barely pass mark because I think he's got a lot more to offer. He was caught out of position quite a bit, though, on the field, wasn't he? I think that's probably what most people saw. Yeah, I've still got faith. He knows the systems and that sort of thing. So I think he will be there. But But if you're taking kickouts and not kicking it to yourself... First of all, that's going to impact you, especially when you only got twenty three percent of the time on the field. So, well, on the plus side, he still scored twice as much as Maine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, and he's an eight times better footballer. <laughs> yeah, and he's cheaper. I mean, hello, Mira yeah. over Maine. Let's start that. Like, yeah, we should start that movement. The, the problem's going to be um, Frawley. Apparently, has uh, been named for JLT too. Um, so if they're going to start, you can't start Mira in there with Frawley and Stretton and Sisley. Uh, and whoever else they're going to start. In, what about in that mullet defense. though? Stratton's mullet. <laughs> yes, I That's don't know. Classy. Is it? Look, there is no such thing as a classy mullet. Let's just get out the way. Sorry to those who have mullets, but maybe get a haircut. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. No, you're probably listening and give you a big thumbs There's up. There's only one mullet Chris likes, and he goes uh, for North Melbourne. That's true. Also, he can't oh, score. He can't. Sorry, he really can't score he, as well. He doesn't go for North Melbourne anymore. <laughs> no. um, look, Ollie Hanrahan um, was a little bit here and there. I just think he's he's just not big enough. Like, he was just getting muscled out of contest. Played seventy three percent time on ground, forty four points. He's not someone that you consider. 
really disappointed with Gunston's game. Again, what we said in the preseason, good that he played forward. He did play a little bit back, but he was mainly forward. But he was the main focal point. Roughhead was there as well at times, but he needs to be third tall as a lead-up, hit-up target, not a um, a stay-in-the-goal-square yeah, mark defensively or offensively, so that kind of guy, and I think, it really I think, you, sh- I think you should. Um, I should trade you him in draft, Chris. You got him, do you? Yeah, <laughs> he's in your top ten. Remember? No, no, no. All right, I'll take him and Papley for two others. I'm big no, on the Pappers. That makes no sense for two others. Which yeah, two you others? choose which two two we want, and I'll give you as I'm going to get Pappers and Gunston. I'll trade you two. But got to be a fair trade. But have a look. Come back to me with an offer, and I'll consider it. Jeez, right, right. <laughs> um. Any other for Hawthorne? Or nah, but I mean, MP's yeah. not use- I useless. I like, we yeah. get into the Bulldogs. Um, the Bont, 125. Great game. Top 10 midfielder. Great. Oh, not, not but look, <laughs> great game. He actually looked better forward than he did in the midfield. Honestly, the guy clunked him like it was going out. He looks bigger. Is he bigger? I get, I think he might be. I, th- I don't like his haircut, Chris. <laughs> That sounds really superficial. I don't think you had a haircut. I don't think he's just tying no, up differently. No, he, he's had a haircut. He's, he? had, he's had the chop, and I don't mean you know, down below. He's not Jewish. Um, he literally, he's had the chop. Chris, I, I don't know if I like his haircut. That was a circumcision joke. Yes, it was. I don't think I like his haircut. That sounds really uh, bad. But the, the, the literally, I mean, I blessed Hida and Coniglio, and then I see his haircut, and I just don't feel blessed. I don't know if I like it. The karma is gone. I'll give you, like, I mean, yeah, points for trying. He had 10 contested possessions in the game. Look, he did, he did just, like, don't you, he did Bont things. That was a classic Bont game. He went for was. Here's a, it was an inflated score, though, because that's what he's going to get every week. He had, what, 25 disposals, 10 contested. Bont's going to get that and probably score you between 110 to 120 most weeks, but then he's going to have that, that game where he goes down. Like, sometimes he might go big because yep. he also has the ability to go 140, 150, but... Uh, yeah, look, I loved his game. I didn't think it was anything bad. I would prefer them to be more around the ball for a super coach I perspective, would. but and that's the that's the problem when you watch the Bulldogs is you get dizzy because you're trying to look at numbers and they're all over the place. They keep chopping and changing the players in the midfield, and it's very dizzy to watch. I can't. I just don't. I don't have one player now after the weekend that I would trust with my super coach. Jack no. McRae, first quarter kicks two goals playing from midfield. Right, so he's he's playing from midfield and he kicks two goals, and then after that he's mainly playing forward. I don't get it. He was racking up the pill all over the place, and then he played half forward or as a link yeah. wingman. But then like Josh Dunkley was playing midfield, and then like, was again going forward and kicking goals. Like, and he had a good game though. And, is and, that their, and their, their plans to get to to play people forward, but the goal the guys playing mid are the guys that get the goals? I don't think that was their plan. No, I don't know. Like, like McLean did pretty well. He held his own, ninety-eight super coach points, yeah, he but did. he had eighty-seven percent time of ground. So he did, I and he only got about- the pill seventeen times or sixteen times, I think. So um, wasn't he was very effective with his disposal, but it wasn't really super impressive for me. I don't no. think so many some, unknowns. Oh, I had nineteen. I, sorry, nineteen disposals. We really need another game from the Bulldogs. Yeah. We, we just do. Like I mean, uh, Johannesson played on the wing and then pushed forward and then, then someone else then went, went on the behind wing. the ball then went for I oh, oh, just it's, it's everywhere it's dizzy it's dizzy work you don't know what they're doing Shane Biggs was one that I liked so he had 28 disposals playing mainly in defense he unfortunately had 21 uncontested and only scored 90 well on a sidebar there Chris apparently Shaky played I don't know. <laughs> he did come on after half time yeah. and kicked a goal you know didn't even take a mark for it, it was like a, no. it was a handball or kick Straight onto in unmarked in the goal square, so he's dead to me, Chris. 
<laughs> the, probably, the the, probably, probably the only We're person. We're going to call you the grudge from now on. Probably <laughs> the only person I will ever boo for a lifetime. I swear to God. <laughs> the only person. What about uh, yo? Are you over yo? No, I'm getting over yo. You over yo, yo's done. But see, that was, in a, that was in a bad time, right? So this here's a quick little Brisbane rant. Sorry, it's going long. But this was a bad time for Brisbane. What for about those, Rocky? For those that left, no, that's fine. We needed him to go. We got a good draft pick for him. That's fine. Okay. He's not going to be there when we're premiership players, right? So that's a, 100%. <laughs> But seriously, Big fighting Sha- words for but, the guy that's been at the bottom of the ladder for the last but, four, what, five, six years. You can shush. Um, <laughs> but Shaki, right, wanted to come to Brisbane, finish his dad's legacy, and then can't hack it because his mum's tits are better in Victoria. Like <laughs> I swear to God, he, he needs his mum. He's <laughs> nah, breastfed. Nah. He's a, he's a literally he is an absolute baby. And like you don't come and go. You know what? I want Brisbane to pick me because I want to finish my dad's legacy. Come up to Brisbane and go. Oh, actually, football's kind of hard. <laughs> And then I'll just go back home. Like, no, mate. It was no. the facilities. You, yeah, I, <laughs> I will boo you for a lifetime. Everyone else, I'm over. I can't wait till Bulldogs play uh, oh, Lions at home. Literally, oh, <laughs> I will. I will literally invest in some kind of like discreet booing mechanism. Can we? Okay, we're gonna Facebook Live next time. That we will. The doggies I will, are up I there. will boo and I will yell at him <laughs> from the members section on Facebook Live. Hundred percent. I will enjoy that, and uh, I will be where anyway, if they play, I'll come to that game. I apologize, and I'll support the Bulldogs. Uh, look, I'll I think, support mainly Lucky Hunter. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I will support Lucky Hunter. Um, okay. Who, so, by the way, can we talk, talk about Lucky Hunter quickly? Sure. All right. The guy scored one point for an entire half of football. (laughs) He was on the ground, too. It wasn't like he was not on the ground. He just had clanger after clanger. Uh, Chris, I think I know the problem. Free kick against after free kick against. I think they put up some of that wire mesh to keep the seagulls out. He did. (laughs) There was one point where he's standing over. He got tackled and then was like, I don't have the ball. He's on his knees. Oh, yeah. It's between his legs. I don't have the ball. I don't have the ball. I'm like, I can see the ball, right? He got done holding the ball. Yeah. I did see another one. He got tackled completely without the ball. And then you see him like appealing to the umpire like, I didn't even have the ball. I didn't see you there. You were with the other seagulls. But I'm a premiership player. He did, however, come out in the third quarter. And I think he got 44 points in quarter three. He so. does that though. He has one, like he goes on runs. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's get into Norton, the, the, the people's man that everyone yeah. cares about. Um, and we had, a, we had a chat about this before the podcast, to be honest. But um, and uh, I mean, I think he's in the same boat as Caulfield. Um, and there was a great post that went out. I can't remember who did it uh, on Twitter. Um, look, he got 13 disposals. He had six contested, seven uncontested, five marks. He was intercepting. He played the exact role that he was recruited for, and he averaged. He got the same that he pretty much averaged when he was recruited. So, great. That, that's fantastic. He's 170K, and he's going to get your 63 average. Mm. There's just better options. Yeah, no, unless he's, now that I look at it. Unless, unless... And he played 84% of the time on ground, so yeah, it's not like he's going to get better. He's not going to get you at close to 100, close to 80. He's going to be a solid 60 average player um, for 163 or 164,000, whatever it is. Well, Chris, I find it very funny, right? I mean, he well, averaged pretty much between a naught and a ton. <laughs> well done. That was a play on words. I see what you did there. Yeah. You went, yeah. Oh, go well on. Yeah, high five. Yeah, go on. Um, look, uh, to, to me, the only way you can play him is if you need the extra job security because you're only playing three premium uh, defenders um, and you've got three rookies on field, which is a popular system this year. Uh, my theory is that the rookies in defense are not scoring well enough for you to be able to have them on your field and you probably need to run four premium defenders this year. Um, and that'll probably lighten up 
at the this JLT. Yeah, this JLT, one hundred percent keen. Uh, Tom Libertore did a good game as well. Chris, probably uh, the only other person that's relevant. Nah, irrelevant. Uh, I, I didn't really want to go on Dalhouse. We already mentioned and ragged on him a little bit. Seventy-five super coach from seventy-seven percent time on ground. Yep. What was what interesting was, um, and it's probably not for this year, but uh, I really liked the look of Crozier off the half back line. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I think he's... I mean, look, he's got good foot skills. They look to use him, and he was probably one of the only guys that didn't change his role. So, yeah, I, I was actually quite impressed. Okay. Um, that's uh, pretty let's much get it for that game. Lions and Sydney. Yeah. Well, um, again, another game that ca- happened that we sort of need more information about, with especially oh, we, Sydney. We, we do need more, and not, not just Sydney. But also Brisbane as well. I mean, Beams and Zorko weren't there. So, yeah. I mean, I know Big question I have ragdolled uh, Tom Bell more than anyone, but he actually got 79 super coach points from half a game, yep. 50%. Uh, but again, he, like as Chris mentioned to me before the podcast, he was playing like a Beams role. Literally like purely midfield. Like, so it's yeah. hard, it's really hard to tell. One person I was impressed with, um, funnily enough, was McCluggage. Yep. Uh, and he, he, here's the thing. So I'm looking at role. So same as like uh, Duggan for West Coast. He had a, a good role playing defense, getting midfield time. Good role. Right. So the there's role the, is there. there. Things I'm it's looking the for, output. but I'm waiting yeah. for the output. I mean, he, like Duggan averaged 65. So can he make that 80? Yeah, not 85? to mention you're the guy that frosts over McCluggage, but we know whatever. No, no, but like he 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 was drafted as that Rolls Royce, a good disposal user. So in this game, he didn't do so well. I mean, he got a six, 60. Uh, three super coach points. He had fourteen disposals. Seventy nine percent time on ground. So this, that doesn't scream good, right? Yeah. But Beams and Zorko weren't there. I think they actually would help his game. And you don't 100%. think his role's going to change even with no? That. I don't. See, I literally, I was watching for him, and he was running. He was working hard. He looks fit. He was, and he's bigger too. So he's playing. He's he was pushing down in defence. He was pushing up into the forward line. He got done holding the ball a couple of times because there's there's no one there. There's no yeah. beams. There's no Zorko to actually help him in the mess of things. So he'd get the ball, and then he would get to get tackled, and then he got done holding the ball three or four times. Yeah. So his points went down a lot just from that. Having said that, just in terms of general play, just feedback from uh, I thought the good. Lions actually looked better than Sydney. I thought they outplayed them for most of the day. Except they couldn't kick for goal. They went, the ball went in their oh. forward line. It was like no one was there and they couldn't no, clear they it They could not kick well to save their life. Uh, Sydney were just chip, chip, chip. Um, so you're not worried about Matheson? Because I was really impressed with Matheson this week. Um, I'm not worried about the role because um, the coach came out saying that um, last year Matheson, I mean, uh, McCluggage is playing more on the wing and half forward. Yeah. And McCluggage will be, he's put on some size and he'll be playing more inside. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what I saw. I mean, I saw Matheson come in and he did score more. He got more contested possessions. Uh, but he he only had a, 50% disposal efficiency. Yeah, he's just, his score. He, he's he, only, just, he got 80, which yeah. is still impressive. Oh, yeah, he gets the contested possessions. Yeah. I'm keen to see this weekend how it lines up with yeah. Beams in the side and Zorko, hopefully. Uh, and I'll be keen to see how they line up. But Matheson, with the right role, could easily go 80-plus, 88-plus. Yep. Uh, he could improve. But I just think if he's got a good role, McCluggage is the one guy that could really... And pull. he's forward mid too, isn't he? Yes, so he could He could pull a Clary. He could pull a, a Bonson. He could well. pull a Bonson Pelly of getting an 88, 89 average at best. He's, there's room for him in there, but it's whether he actually lives up to that and actually delivers. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching him closely, Chris. Oh, look, they didn't draft him because he's a spud. He's actually a really good player. So I, I'm I'm watching him as well. Um, have you already Back picked off. him up in, in draft? I have. All right, and so can we, are we going to make and a gentleman, gentleman's agreement that if... if I'll, I'll, I'll leave McCluggage. Uh, is it you leave McCluggage and I leave... Thomas? Okay, sure. Shake. Let's shake do it. Shake on it. We'll All shake right. on it. All right. Now, that's, what, that's how you play it, guys, because you know what? We're against everyone else. That's against the world. Um, Stefan Martin, 
take anything out of that game or you don't take anything? Uh, I think he was playing against bigger ATs. He looked bigger and stronger than both of them. Like, oh, literally, he because, just... Dude, when I was Googling oh, pictures... All three of them. Pictures of Martin to put on that post, there was just pictures of him just bench pressing, like... I don't know, he's just lifting weights he's with huge. a bar and it's just... It's, he's the guy's And even unit. the commentator's like, he's literally just ragdolling these people. They yeah. Were just, yeah, he, he smashed it. He but played really well. Again, I'm waiting to see Archie, if he... Yeah, this JLT and stuff, see if they give him yeah. a run. So um, One thing that was interesting is he actually had eight free kicks for. So because he was so strong in the ruck, like that that was that led the whole JLT. So and every time you get a freeze four, it's a contested possession. So he oh. he got a lot of inside fifties and contested possessions. Based on freeze. Based on free kicks. There would have been 30, 40 points just on his free kicks. I know a few people are keen. I'm not sold on him yet, and I wish I was as a Brisbane fan, but I think he's too expensive and, he, and he's 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 a lot of unknown. Like I know he's Older is better in the ruck sort of scenario, but he could be literally one tight calf away from yeah. not playing. Like I had a chat with a guy on Twitter, and um, and he, he's like, oh, no, his scoring's not the issue. Well, it kind of is. Like, yes, Archie is the issue, obviously, and that, that's going to impact him. But he's um, he's had premium scores for four years out of his entire career. Two of those years were 110 plus, and the last two years, one was 89 and one was 98. Those scores aren't good enough. So his last most recent years, he's 32 years old, they're not good enough to be your ruck too. 98 average this year will not be good enough for a Ruck 2. No chance. So I don't think if he's going to be having the same role or decreased role with Archie coming in, I don't think you can pick him. Yeah. I think most of the Lions team aren't really that relevant, particularly in this game anyway. Except what about with, Christensen? Well, okay, I'll get into Christensen. One, Witherton was horrible. Oh, like, yeah, he had a So He had a stinker. He, had a man. he just had a stinker. Yeah. I, won't even, I won't even touch on that too much, except he had a stinker. He actually um, had a, a he, JLT high of seven clangers. He he reminded me of Tui at the start of his game against <laughs> the Suns because yeah. he just kicked it to the opposition. He just got he just had a bad game. It, I will yeah. let that slide because he's better than that. Uh, Christensen, I was fairly impressed with. I mean, uh, I think he had 66 supercoach points from 69% time on ground. Yep. Uh, serviceable, I think. In uh, serviceable, considering he had forty three percent disposal efficiency. Yes, so he's, and he he's rusty, blown out the cult six, Yeah, correct. Sure. Sixteen disposals. Um, and he will get time in the midfield and on the wing and that sort of thing. He uh, can it, go. Yeah. Hun- he can get hundreds. Yeah, what I thought. So, like, watching him play, I just thought he's in the right position. He's uh, he's not blowing as hard as everyone else because he's fit. He's, he looks fit. Um, not as blowing as it. It uh, was just his. As hard as his, his mate Battle. End product. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was just, it was just his end product. His finishing just wasn't there. Um, and that's what he's known for. He's usually really effective with his disposal. So I would be... I'm more on him than I was before. And that's considering that he only had a 66. Yeah. And so, he's been on my side the whole time. So uh, the one person who we have told everyone not to pick and how like 30% of people had... Or, like, it was just stupid. Cam Rayner, and we said this from the start, he's expensive. Listen to he's us. He's an impact player, and he'll be playing in the forward line. Like, I know, yes, they're saying, oh, he'll go through the midfield, but his, his tank's not big he's enough. He's not going this year. He was, playing no forward, he was playing forward pocket. Like, seriously, this guy is too expensive One thing to I'll be say, on your field. I was impressed. Uh, so there was, I can't remember who was on the outside of the uh, the, the 50 arc or just inside. Um, and Rayner just floats up next for a handball receive for a cheeky little punt outside yeah. 50. If that, so they must know he's he's got a boot on him for oh, sure, and he must be a kick. good good kick, and they trust him. So for the teammate to, to see, you know, that's usually reserved for your real good yeah. kicks in the team. The teammate to see him outside fifty and go, "Yep, he's gonna get this." Either that, or he's or Rainer's being selfish. 
but I yeah, see it either way. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, yeah, give it to but me. Like, yeah, you know what? It's JLT, mate. Have a I'm punt. the number one pick. Have a punt. Yeah, I'm. I'm here to prove something. I like that in a player. Yeah, and he proved that he missed. Yeah, he proved that he was a bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Seriously, do not put him in your super coach slide. I don't know. He only played sixty-one percent time on ground. Big now, I want to just say this, just because you're a Brisbane fan, I just want to know why. But why? Why on this God-given earth of the brilliance of AFL is Nick Robinson even on the list? Really? I honestly. I don't see anything about him that is any good. Dude, he is like the fittest guy on our list. So what, he can run and that's about he it? He can run. He can play a run with roll and he's actually improving. Like, I, like I'd when never was... When he gets was... the ball, I go, okay, what, who's he going to turn it over to this time? Or what's he going to... He d- never does anything decent with the ball. I just don't rate him at all. Yeah, he, he's still young. Like, I don't know. I mm. wasn't a big fan of him, but he does do a good run with roll. Uh, he's big. He's fast. He can run all day. Like, literally, his times are, like, ridiculous for running. And not only that, he, the distance he covered last year, he was the only one that I think broke up Tom Scully's run patch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so for distance covered, I think he ran, like, 17.9Ks in a game. So he's game. a runner. So he's he, a runner. He's a big boy and he's a really runner. Is a tagger now? Or I they, have no idea. They probably I, I don't really care. He's, he's, no he's not. He's not that relevant. But he, um, yeah. he's still. He's still young though. So I. I have seen him improve from the games I've watched in the last couple of years. I have seen him improve. And Cameron. Yep. Uh, oh no. 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 He was, was not draft impressive. relevancy at all. Like oh, no, I, I, did, I thought so, and he did get some roles in the midfield. But he. They just, look for him. They do, but he was horrible. I want him to. I want to see a better game this weekend. I thought, you know what? I watched it, and I was like looking at McCluggage. I was looking at Cameron. I'm like, oh, well, like Cameron's got a pretty good role here. Like yeah. he's starting. They're pushing him in the midfield, and they are looking for him, and they were trying to give him the opportunity. But he just wasn't getting the super coach points. No, for he it wasn't at all. And I was like, looked at the score, and I was like, Ugh. I was thinking, man, I better get Cameron. Like Chris might jump on him. Um, for Supercoach as well. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it just didn't happen. Nah. So um, now, before we just jump into Sydney, I want to just to ex- describe how the game actually played out. And, and typically this was it. And it, unfortunately, it seems to be a bit of a habit of Brisbane that they, they had, they actually played really, really well. And I was impressed without Beams, without Zorko. I thought they played ridiculously good football. They got the ball forward. They were playing that real pressure style football. And Sydney just noticed that and they just turned the game on ahead and played. Possession football kicked to each other. All of the defenders, uh, most of the defenders that were playing for Sydney, got over fifteen possessions, um, and it was ridiculous. Like it was like they were just kicking it to each other, and without pressure, just in their back line, waiting for someone to get off the chain and then just slingshot out. Yeah, all their defenders did well. I mean, if you if you verse a side that plays a bit more tight pressure, like Gold Coast yeah. was playing a lot more tight pressure, and. Um, you know, so they're not going to have those sort of opportunities when they verse other like opposition. So yeah. I mean, just think of the look at these disposal numbers for these defenders. Uh, Jake Lloyd got twenty six, uh, twenty three of which were uncontested. Robbie Fox, who was playing defence, twenty four disposals, twenty uncontested. Dane Rampey, who played a really good game, he actually got a lot of intercepts, which was good, and that's why he scored so high. Twenty one disposals, sixteen uncontested. Um, Callum Mills, eighteen disposals, sixteen uncontested. Um, I, their entire back line was pretty much just chipping the ball to each other. So I don't know how you read anything from that. It did not give me anything. No. People don't put Rampy in your team because he had one one of those games where literally they were just kicking it to each other in the defense. Um, I, the only, he the he only, played well, but I just don't think. There's no. probably... I watched this game, Chris. Um, I was This is the one game I was actually allowed to watch. It's my team. It's my team. I'll do what I want, People let me watch my team. Um, 
that that is a lie. I did watch some of the ones earlier, but um, for the weekend in particular. But the only thing I actually learned from this is Lance Franklin is moving quite well. Oh, here we go. One, Back on the bet train. 134 Supercoach points. 84% time on ground. He's moving well. He okay. was moving better I'll than give I you thought that. he What would. I'll also give you, though, is because the ball was so contested, um, moving towards uh, Brisbane, and then they just chip, 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 chip. When it went into the forward line when, when Franklin was there, he was usually one out. He wasn't getting double teamed. Oh, no, I agree. It was very soft, some of his goals. But yeah. I was just saying that his movement was quite well, which is probably... Considering his three operations. Yes, that's what I was referring yeah, to. So he was moving well. And, and that's sad that that's probably the only thing I got from that game. Yeah, um, look, Kennedy's still a gun. Yeah. I think we can say that safely. 130 Supercoach. And I know a lot of people uh, have been looking in defense. Um, Parker's still Looking at Lloyd. And, you know, he did Lloyd things, but, again, the chipping around sort of was an issue. So yeah. I, I need to even see some Even Nick more. Smith had 14 disposals, 10 of which run contested. Yeah. So I he need, does I not need even see. doesn't get that ball that much in a normal no, game. No, I need, I need to see more. So I'm not quite convinced on Lloyd yet. I Are you like, convinced I do on like Pappas? Uh, Pepper did well, didn't he? Like, yeah, 110. Oh, wow. Yep, right. What? Lock him in. <laughs> Dude, he actually went in the midfield as well. Got a couple of clearances. Um, I think he played a ridiculously awesome game. Six contested possessions. A lot of pressure acts. Um, kicked three goals. 70% time on ground for 110. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. Now, we bring this up in the Sydney podcast. Well, no, I bring this up in the <laughs> Sydney podcast. Self-praise. Uh, self-praise is the only praise I get. Remember that? Um, he actually averaged 91 after the first three rounds of the season. And I did bring up the fact as well that he had, I think it was like compartment syndrome in his calf. So yeah. he actually had surgery and he had a delayed preseason last year. The most similar guy to Toby Green that I think is in the competition in terms of what he can output. I think he um, I, he, he showed that he can go into midfield. Um, one interesting stat that the uh, commentator, I don't know who, uh, which one it was at the time, bring up was that uh, apparently when he's in midfield, they win clearances more. It's a little bit like a wing guard syndrome. They win more clearances with him in the in the centre clearances and at stoppages than they do with any other combination. So I think he has the potential to push midfield time, albeit you're now behind Parker, Hannes if he ever gets fit or on the park, JPK, um, Heaney, uh, Hewitt, uh, Newman. Who else do you got running through that midfield? Um but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited by what he can bring this season, and if he doesn't hit a 90 average, I'll be very very disappointed. Fair call. My my papa's tip of the tip of the year. Yep. I was just Great draft at, choice. I was just looking at your super coach team there, Chris, and couldn't see what I liked. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'll, um, I'll look at it. Isaac Heaney. Yeah. Are we read uh, into that or just blow out the cobwebs? Blow out the cobwebs, I think. I, I want to see him again this week. Although he wasn't as impressive, and then it made me dig a little bit as well. Uh, as he, He's really way- underdone. I'm surprised he even played. He only started running two weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm actually keen. Like It reminded me of how he finished last year, Chris, and it wasn't yeah. that impressive. No. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's, he's still averaged very well. He's still a great player. But those first six rounds, and then I look at how he finished last year, um, and I'm I'm a bit less confident than I was. And I've had him in my side for most of the preseason, but now I'm um, like, oh, I see Billings being named. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll go Billings. He's cheaper. Yeah, look, he's got six six of the hardest games of the year are the first six rounds um, of Sydney's, dra- Sydney's uh, uh, picture. Yep. So um, I'm not starting with him and I won't start with him. There's no, like, the, he could come out this week and go 150. I'm still not starting with him. I just won't do it. Um, you can, if you like, he'll definitely be top six, 100%. I think that we can both agree that. Um, and I've got him as my number two forward anyway, but for me, it's a no go. Um, I think to be honest, 
he's just out of touch. There was a, there were three possessions in a row where he had three clangers. So um, out of a stoppage, but uncontested. Oh, was that when he kicked ball, it out of, out out of the full? Right? Oh, he, he was lined up. A guy on the run, and he's like, I'll just chip it to this guy on the run, and then just puts it straight out in the fall. It yep. was the worst kick. Next possession he gets, he takes an uncontested mark on the halfback flank. He runs, has a bounce, and then someone's approaching to put pressure on. Kicks it 30, 40 metres to a leading guy, out in the fall again. Um, then the next one was a direct clanger. Three possessions in a row. He's just... it's That's not Heaney. Heaney's usually very effective with disposals, and the reason... like He only gets 20 disposals a match. But he's very usually use them really well. Yeah, and very to good effect. With it. Um, I was yeah, I was disappointed with his output. Um, Darcy Cameron, I just want to touch on that again. Another guy that uh, rookie um, Sinclair went down with a rolled ankle. They actually came out with news today saying that it's not as bad as they first feared, but he's probably not going to play for a month. Um, now the problem with that is, of course, running because if you roll an ankle, you can't run. Um, so I'm not sure Especially whether that's, when you're that big and heavy. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's okay. It's going to be a one week or two week injury. Um, and then he's going to run for two weeks and then he's right to go by round one or if that's he's not running for a month and we'll progress, see how it goes and then he'll start round one. If he doesn't, Darcy Cameron is first in line. Um, didn't have a terrible game, but I'll just go through a couple of his stats so that people understand what he's, what I'm talking about. So he only scored 26 points um, from 54% time on ground, which is pretty terrible. But out of that, he only had 14.3% disposal efficiency, which is insanely low. Um, he only had seven possessions, but th- th- that would mean literally only one of his uh, possessions went to his target out of seven. Um, three clangers, so to three direct turnovers. Um, and in terms of hitouts, he only had four. So I think really underdone, and I don't think you can read too much into that. In last JLT last year, I think he even turned up. He did pretty well game. last so, year. So. Um, Give him another chance. Even then, yeah. And again, I don't know if he's going to line up round one. I don't even know if you can start him because he might not be there round he three. He might not be there round th- He might be a good bench option if you want to spend a bit more cash I think at this there, stage but- I might be start. Even w- worst case scenario, I'll probably still start with a Pitney or a Cameron or yeah. someone who might get games during the year. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So knows? even if he plays like four or five games or whatever, he might still get you 100K and then you can always go down to 100K rookie yeah. anyway. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, okay, well, let's move on because I don't think this last game had much to read on either. Gold Coast versus Geelong. I mean, Geelong basically played a you know rookie it, approach. Yeah. And, and like some of their rookies, like their, their young guys, did really Im- impress. Um, but there wasn't too much to take away from the It said the Gold more Coast. about Gold Coast youth. Oh, than it did and about their pressure. Geelong's their youth. pressure was amazing. They actually Gold, came out wanting to play. I'm. We both came out and said Gold Coast battling out for the spoon, right? Yep. Um, they played a brand of football under Stuart Jew that pressure. they've been crying out for. Oh, get rid of, like, yeah, Rodney Ede earlier. Seriously, the guy's a lemon. Uh, by the way, Rodney, if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah, we love yeah. you. Go milk yourself, mate. Go get make some lemons. Um, there was just <laughs> there was just performer after performer. Like they, it was just like Aaron Hall, like. He went back to that guy that, okay, Ablett's not here. Yeah, I'm the man guy. Yep. Like, 17 like, disposals, 66% time on ground, 115 super coach. Just crazy. Like, unreal what numbers. What about though? Like, seriously, oh, this yeah. guy. So we talked about him on the podcast oh. previously as well. And this is a guy, okay, so what I was really impressed with, there's nothing to him. He looks similar to sort of an Ollie Henry hand. There's nothing to him. A stiff breeze will blow him over. 
But he has some of the quickest hands I've seen in AFL. Yep. He grabs the ball and, and he'll get rid of it before he even hits the ground sometimes. His hands are that quick oh. that Ahu is being recruited for a Western. <laughs> he's going to give you the old six gun. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Good one. Nice. He's got the quick draw. Nice work. Yeah, really, really impressive. 113 super coach um, to Darcy uh, from... 51%, 51% time on ground. Yeah. That's, only, uh, that's huge. 113 oh. from 51% time on ground. Oh, look, that's crazy. And he has played before. I think last year he came off eight games where he didn't really impress at all. No, not so really. So it's a very small sample size. I but if he got comes injured out, as well at some point, or even yeah. in the J- I think he got injured in JLT and then came in halfway through the year, played a semi. And then the year games. before when he came in, he was he played. I remember putting him in on the bubble, and in the third game, I think he did a, yeah. a season long, long injury. Yeah, and, I can't remember much about it, but uh, whether that was last year or the year before. Yeah, but anyway. look, at the end of the day, he had eighty percent uh, disposal efficiency. Um, eight contested disposals from 15. Um, he had some goal assists in there as well. Tackles, inside 50s. Um, I think it was just a jet of a game. What I don't like is this. So he had 113 super coach, but he only had 65 fantasy points. So that bodes not too well for his overall scoring in a typical game. Um, I am looking at if he comes out and hits a ton, he might just sling into that Christensen position. I'll weigh it up. Yeah, I'm not sure you can trust him, fair. but well, we'll see what we one do. One person I was very disappointed with was Jack Bowes. Uh, 44 yeah. super coach from 65% time on ground. Yep. Didn't do enough for me. I mean, no. I'll watch him again this week, but I think there's better forward options out there. Definitely. Uh, Fiorini, though. Oh, my boy. I love Fiorini. him. Fiorini. Pops look. up in the right spots all the time, constantly. The guy's a jet. 105 super coach from, I think it was, uh, 77% time on ground. So he was a fairly high draft pick. I think it was around pick 20. Yep. Kicked um, two goals, three inside 50s, three one percenters, three tackles. He just had an all-round yeah. so good game. Good for draft, maybe, if you're desperate. But uh, 387K um, is a bit more expensive. Yeah, but that's definitely. kind of like Oliver Price, really. Yeah, and I think um, I think him and Sexton both really performed quite well. Um, and I'm not sure who had the better game, to be honest. I mean, Sexton had 96 score, um, uh, super coach points, but only went at 46%, um, but had two goals, three. So I thought he had a great game. Um, and someone that, they again, they looked to go to Sexton. They looked to get the ball in his hands to move it inside 50. So if, if that's a plan. Um, one thing I would think was, uh, we spoke about a little earlier, Nichols absolutely was the number one ruck on the day. Yeah. Wits he, didn't he look did like look he knew good. what he was doing. I'm hoping he actually comes out and has a really good game this weekend because then maybe I'll put him as my R2. Yeah, I mean, he's, that, he's, he's cheap enough, isn't he? I think he's in the 300s. Yeah, he's more than uh, Lysette, but I think he yeah. will be more reliable. 59 um, uh, super coach points, um, and he, had, uh, he didn't have too much time on ground. It was 41%. That's really, really good. And if you compare that to Wits, and I'll just pull up Wits here. Jared Wits, 33 super coach points. From 64% time on ground. Yep. That is just absolutely shocking from Jared. That's and, low. Yeah, really low. Um, do you want Will to talk Brody? about the... Uh, yeah, Will, that, so the Will yeah. Brody versus... Well, yeah, Will Brody, 72 super coach points from 69% time on ground. He's not too bad. Um, He's just expensive. Yeah, just I think it's one of those ones. But I think the role will be there. Uh, I want to see another game from him, but I am watching him, to be honest, Chris, if he does well this week. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely I a role. Think, I, th- I just think that Nick Holman's a better choice. He's 80K cheaper and is probably going to average similar or better. Um, the guy was around everything. He tackles. And look, he literally played a game as the exact same game or output that he had when he won his best and fairest last year. 
Um, he tackles like an absolute monster. Um, he had the most tackle attempts and the most tackles um, for the whole JLT or JLT one. Um, scored 84. He only had 46% disposal efficiency from 15 disposals. Again, get the, yeah, put that into 60% or, or, or 70%. There's another 15, 20 points for you. Um, eight tackles, um, inside 50s. He kicked a goal from outside 50, 73% time on ground. Uh, if he gets named round one, is a lock. And he's a dead set lock. Mature age player. Can't go past him. I am with you. Um, Aaron Young was really impressive as well. I, I, again, it's just more of a, a drafty that we got as our last pick. We did. Uh, as we're talking, I was having a look to see if Fiorini was available in our 18-man league, and he is not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I remember seeing some. Unfortunately, taking. but you know who is Chris? Uh, who's that? Tom Nichols. Oh, really? Yeah. Who we got? In the, I think we got Life Set in the rack. And Tom Boyd. I reckon we get rid of Tom Boyd. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Yep, done. All right. Anyway. Live drafting right by here. By the way, yeah, by the time you see it, he will be gone. Um, solid. Okay, so, well, let's get into it, Chris. Yeah, so the other one, Pierce Hanley. Uh, I mean, you're, you're you're the one with the Pierce Hanley. I, I, don't, mean, want to talk, I don't want to talk about Hanley. This he had thing. an absolute shocker. He was like a withered and... Oh. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Um, look, if, if that's what he's going to pump out every week, you can't pick him. Uh, I just think that's... Uh, and same with Lockie Weller. Like, 33, 33 points from uh, 64% time on ground. He was playing behind the ball, was he? Or uh, I never saw him at I the saw, I saw him in the middle a couple of times, but he was looking more for the outside handball and stuff. Yeah. Like, he was trying to just Lockie Hunter his way to a good score. Um, and look, mate, you're good looking. But you, you <laughs> he know, looks good. He, he looks does, good He does look it. good. He's a good, looking, he's a good looking seagull. Yeah, sorry, right? With a pigeon chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so look, that's I think, and Geelong. Let's get into uh, oh yes, Geelong, the Geelong side. So sorry about you. Uh, but look, like except for the except for the didn't uh, the tell rookies, you much, did it? No, except for the rookies. I mean, look, Mitch Duncan did what he did. It's you know sixty one percent time on ground, uh, sixty super coach points. Stewart played it right, but and I mean seventy eight. Well, well, even Duncan had like low disposal efficiency, fifty two percent, I think, or something like that. Yeah, um, which was unique for him. But yeah. look, Tim Kelly, lock him away, throw away the key. Seventy two super coach from I think it was sixty percent time on ground. Yeah, and he actually uh, he got cork, he got a corky, so yep. that's why he uh, went off early. So he, he, he looks been good. Higher. Lock him in, he looks good. If his name round one, you, you yep. can't start without him because everyone will have him. Hundred um, percent, constable. Actually did really well as well. Yeah, seventy-four super coach points. I don't think he gets a game round time one. on ground. He's a downgrade target. I don't think. He's I don't think one. he will either. Uh, he may do depending on Scott Selwood and how they want to play the roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you do look at they did lose uh, a couple of players uh, as well last year. So I mean, look, there could be an opportunity. Um, apparently, they rate him as well quite well. So I think. Kelly is obviously ahead, but, yeah. you know, look, let's see how it unfolds, but he's definitely not a bad option. I mean, he had 54 dis- uh, disposal efficiency, and he still scored a 74 yeah. with 22 disposals. So, I mean, that looks good, except, I think again, I mean, Geelong were missing their main players. 16 handballs is a, is a worry. Yeah, but and, uh, Geelong were missing their main players, so don't read into this. The only thing to note is that Menangola is a horrible player. <laughs> Dude, um, he had one chance. He had one chance, just one chance, uh, and he blew it. He blew his chance. To yep. impress, to get midfield minutes. Yep. There is no way he's getting any midfield You got one chance, you know, to take it or let it slip. You got one shot. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, dude, like, no. Right. Um, Zach and Smith was poor. Um, Tui did Tui things, and he started off horrible as well, P.S. Yeah, yeah. Tui was, he was bad. He kicked it straight to the opposition for two His goals. His kicking was off. Another game was blowing off. out the cobwebs. I know, for an Irishman, he's been sinking too many pints. 
Um, but look, yeah, again, too many questions, uh, not enough answers. So we'll work on Needs this. Needs a round week. two. Needs a round two with Geelong. There's not yep. unless unless your big three are there. I don't think you can really take anything out of that game from Geelong. Yep. So look, we'll get into the. Um, Q and A's and stuff. We might have to look at more rookie analysis. I think next week, Chris. Yeah, uh, after we're going to do an actual rookie yeah, pod. Yeah, it's we will. Uh, so an hour and a half. So sorry, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we might try and. It does take us a little bit longer because we do like to go through the mid price and the draft selections and those Correct. guys. Yeah, a little bit more in depth instead of up. just saying pick this person in your side. At least we kind yeah. of sort of say what we don't we, go through two players in a team. And it's hard, it's hard to watch all the games, so we're trying to at least give you insight so you can at least listen to the things that we saw and the things we noticed and why they may or may not be a good option. Yep. Um, but look. Um, look, let's just get into a couple of these questions anyway. Um, so we're talking about Lysette. Uh Chris is for him. I'm on the fence. I, I just don't like... I don't want to be left in the dark. I don't want him to get go down, get injured, or just not score yeah, well the, and be stuck with him. Yeah, the biggest so, risk is he's 277K. So if he goes down before he even makes any money, you got to blow two trades yep. because you all have 200,000 in the cash. I mean, it worked last year him. for people that went wits in their R2, and that would have been just as ludicrous. Yeah, there needs, going, well, there needs to be an R3. Yeah. You need to have... A rookie ruck doesn't. I don't care who it is. They need to be playing. Yeah, so if there's a wits at R three, that'd be amazing. Two hundred k. Yep, I and would, would work out. One hundred percent. But um, there's not that option. I'm so looking at him at the moment. Still but a die, really. I I don't think you can run with him if if there's no. Um, I mean Vardy's down. Yeah, great. I mean he probably will average you 80, 85. You know, I don't think he's gonna be really outstanding anyway. But I don't think you can play him if there's no Darcy Cameron, if there's no Pitney, if there's no Tim English, if there's no, I think that's pretty much it. I mean... Yep, so there's... Uh, it's a the tough one. One thing I thought, uh, I, I don't know anything about... Maybe the community can tell us, but what about Olengo? So if if Lysak goes down, Vardy's down, Nick Nat's not playing, who's in the ruck? Did they play a, a rookie ruck? Uh, Olengo? Because then I can then I can just have him on the pine and not no, worry. No, they're going to they're gonna call up Petrie and say, come on down and <laughs> play for a week, mate. Um, look, okay, so look, I think wait on that one... Uh, I don't mind Lysette, but I just think it's too risky for me. Uh, I'd rather play the ruck safe and take that risk elsewhere and at least be able to have that flexibility of coverage. Yeah. Um, so that's my concern. Um, okay, so let's let's look at people not to get sucked in for and the traps. Oh, so, yes. Tom Bell, trap number one. Um, <laughs> yes. Trap watch. Well, <laughs> correct. So, um, look, I think some players did really well and inflated scores. So, like we said... Um, I think it was which team was it? It just had all these big scores in it. Sydney, on. All of the Sydney guys, Sydney guys all the Sydney had big defenders. Scores. Uh, Melbourne as well. Uh, the, uh, the other Melbourne team. had a lot of traps. Yeah. Um, Harms trap. So, Alex Neil Bullen. I think trap. I think we might Petraka. do lies trap. No <laughs> trapper. Uh, look, I think we'll do a, a, a trap watch after the next round of JLT. We will because that way we'll say, look, they've had a couple of these games and don't pick them. One hundred percent. Yeah, we'll do. So and the reasons why. Yeah, we'll cover. Okay, we'll people do. you don't choose. Right. They're, they're just non-options. I reckon we'll standard. do. A, I reckon we'll do a rookie watch and a trap watch podcast, and we'll yep. just join those together. That'll Sounds be good. Good one. Keep an ear out. Keep an ear out. Um, okay, so look. The forward line is disgusting. Troby McLean, we kind of touched on him already. Look, um, I like I like Toby McLean as an option. So here's my problem that I've I've already identified with is that um, okay, there's two thing two things going for him. I think he will actually average quite well, um, and I think that he's an option 100. Uh, percent I don't like the way Bevo uses all of his midfielders because they'll play too far forward and then they won't have any uh, scoring power. The the other thing that I want is I want a forward that I can upgrade to in round 12. Um, so he's top of my list at the moment. So round 12 is the first round of the buys. you got to choose a player in those buys that you want to upgrade to, whether it's forward, midfield, or defender, 
um, to uh, take you through the next round of the buys. Um, my number one at that point is Tobin McLean because Bulldogs have the round 12. I plan on trading to him at that point. So for that reason, I can't start him because then it defeats the whole purpose. But it's got to be someone who's got that round 12. So if, if that's Crips for you and you didn't start with Crips or, you know, vice versa. You, but yeah, Bontempelli, those kind of guys. Put a, list, a short list of together of players that you want in your team for round 12 from yeah. that buy. Do it now and then don't put them in your team. Yeah, definitely an option. And he's low ownership as well. So Harper Adams, uh, not a bad option. I wait to see again yeah. and try. And I don't really, mind him as an option, especially no. with the and try lack and, of options. We'll try and pay a bit more attention as well this weekend to see if there is a little bit, if you can actually pinpoint his role a little bit more. Yeah. would be good. Uh, so Derek, uh, he wants to know how many rookies that we can actually lock into our site after JLT one. Uh, so he doesn't want the expensive ones because you, you know you don't want to sacrifice. I don't think you can lock ones. in any of the expensive ones. No, correct. But I think as far as the cheap ones go for now, anyway, the ones I'm actually really quite set on. Uh, I think um, Dodie, one hundred percent lock him Finlayson, away. Finlayson, I'm waiting for another game, but he is pretty much sitting in my side right now. I think uh, apart from that, Kelly, Banfield, and Holman, based on Holman holding what he can do. Yep. Uh, and, and Barry, then, yeah, Barry, Barry is sitting around there. And as far as that, like the forward line's really open for me. I can't lock any of the forward. The only one, one I've locked in is Fritch. Yep. So outside of that, the forward line rookies are really speculative at this and point. And we'll need to see another game. Yeah. But the my forward the other one that I've got locked in, it, uh, and it's on. It's tentative depending on whether or not he gets game time because uh, I don't know if he's going to play round one. Is um, Murphy as a defender? Uh, and the reason for that is he played really well in JLT one, but he also just played at the uh, on the weekend uh, in the intra club. Uh, I think that yeah, intra club yeah, and again played really well. Um, so the coach is talking him up as a player as a round one player. Um, one thing I like to touch on with Banfield, um, the assistant coach came out on the weekend as well and said they didn't expect that from Banfield. He's come out and blown us away. Um, he's put his hand up for selection in round one. And he might get a game ahead of Ballantyne. Boom! Yeah, Which he's is killing it. Huge. That's huge. Ballantyne, see you later. Lock. Yep, uh, I think he's really yeah. If he's impressing them, then you yeah. can't you can't ignore it. You can't just go kick, out there and kick, play that well. Kick three goals in their in their yeah. um in more the than, game against West Coast. More than Ballantyne kicked in twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, look, so yeah, I think Banfield is an absolute must have if you don't have him. If you don't know who he is, look him a little up. search. Yep. So uh, Lincoln on Twitter was saying um, thoughts on starting one seventeen to one twenty three k mid at M eight, and I'm hundred guaranteed hundred percent. I'd uh, start Holman. Well, even he's, Tim, he's Tim, cheaper. Tim Kelly yeah. uh, as M8. Anyway, so Tim Kelly or Banfield, I wouldn't mind Do, starting at M8. Can I just say, as a as a blanket Lincoln, or, or for anyone that's looking at this, um, do not start any 180 or 160 or 150K uh, mids ahead of someone who's cheaper, who's going to average you the same. The only thing to consider is job security, which is why the only one that I would say, or two probably, is Dow and Brody probably have more um, job security than all of the others. Um, having said that, they weren't the best performing at all. I, I think the best performing yeah, expensive like one was Bray, um, Brayshaw. Brayshaw. I yep. think Brayshaw is more expensive again, but I think his role will be a little bit quite secure as well. Probably the best performing and one, they like but him he doesn't have as much him. job security, I don't think. And I, no, I also they need, don't they think need to play Hunter Clark was probably the second and, best, and he didn't. Um, I don't think he's got as much job security. And LDU is very secure. So, so LDU's probably got more job security, but he's not average, not not performing yep. so at the hopefully moment. Does, hopefully he does well this week. Yep. Uh, next question, Crick, uh, Chris. Crick. <laughs> Crick. Uh, what's the cheapest F1 you'd seriously consider? Uh, right now it's Walters. 474K, I think he is. 
which puts that same sort of McLean, I think, is around yeah. about the same price. Yep. Uh, so the, is Kane Lambert. The cheapest one, the uh, F1 I would start, would be what Devin, that mean? Devin Smith. Well, see, the thing is, that means you, okay, so he's I, 420. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I have Devin Smith at D2. I wouldn't uh, do sorry, it. I F2. So, but he's the cheapest one I would start. But that means, okay, so every other forward that you have on your forward line would have to be under 420K. Yeah, I wouldn't would do you, it. I don't uh, think that. Okay. So if you're looking at, okay, so I think a cookie cutter right now and what I'm seeing a lot and what I have is one premium uh, forward, whether that's Heaney, Billings, Walters, Lambert, McLean, that's probably your premium. And then everyone's got Devin Smith, everyone's got Sicily. And then it's uh, as your F four. A lot of people are starting Christensen. Yep. Well, it's definitely as your F four. It's possible. That's what most people are starting with. I could go Devin Smith. I could go Sicily. I could go Rory Lobb, and I could go a Christensen. Possible. Rory Lobb. Oh. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do it. Don't do it. No. You know Uh, who I would start, and that's that hasn't been spoken about at all. Degoy. Right. If Degoy gets name round one after all this rubbish. See it again. Just so everyone's aware, his intra club was the most impressive performance that I've seen from any of the speculative mid-prices getting mid-time in the intra-club. Granted, he was playing against other Collingwood players, so... Yep, so they were horrible. Um, <laughs> no, but it was, uh, it was like, unbelievable. It was that good. That's uh, I'll give him the biggest raps. And I'm a Collingwood fan, yes. So, yeah, yeah like, so rose I, glasses, I, but... I figure the, the way I was putting that question to myself was that... Um, Devin Smith is the cheapest guy I would consider putting at F1, as in at the end of the year, how I rate him. He's the cheapest guy. Oh, okay, that I, cool. I, so, yeah. Yeah, so my, I don't think that's my phrasing. Was, no, yeah. I know. But as phrasing. In, I would put him as my F1 mentally yeah. based on his price. So I think 470 um, ish is what you got to look yeah, at. And it, uh, we, we already listed them, but yeah. I think most people are looking at a cheaper forward line to get uh, better defenders because there's a lot yep. of guys in that 470 bracket Correct. as defenders. Uh, the most expensive D4 I'm willing to take would be Heater Shaw. Heater Shaw? Yep. That's the most expensive um, well, one I'd be willing to take. Yeah, yeah. I've got Heater Short at D4 Four. at the moment. Yeah, and it's um, D3 for me, but that could change. So but I again, it yeah. would be my most expensive. 100%. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Um, for the context, my current setup is three 500k defenders, one 450k uh, defender this is, So, yeah, this is just going on to this. That's the same question. Uh, you can't read the Twitter, the Twitter sphere. Yeah, right. Well, let's just uh, move <laughs> on then. Fun. So, okay. Um Best way to do our rocks this year. Okay, so is is there consider? Okay, so this is okay. We'll set go and forget. Uh, I think set and forget will be the best of, of this year. However, I don't know who to set and forget. I don't think everyone's in the same boat. Um, my yeah. personal opinion is I don't wrong, know. You pick the wrong set and forget. I would love my 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 favorite option right now is starting my set and own, but only if there's a, a rookie there. Spending the first ten rounds to work out who's going to be number two and then upgrading to them. Yeah, Chris wants to wait for that ship to sail. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm with everyone. There's uh, the R2. I mean, j- there's yeah. You could pick Source Jacobs and think, oh, he'll be a great set and forget. But then like if he gets to 95 and then well, Lysett's doing 85. He, he then could, yeah, and then he could be horrible. And or, you upgraded Caniglio to Dusty, which is what I did. It, it's <laughs> literally like find someone you like and just roll the dice seriously, because then you might just have to make an adjustment partway through. But that's yeah, life. Make your top five. It's yep. got to be Goldie Jacobs. Um, rider, and then you, you just know yeah, that you're going to cop like, it. Like, seriously, I'm that unsure that I just keep going back to Paddy That's Ryder. why I like the Lysett with the rookie option, That's but you I, can't do it without a I just keep going back to Paddy Ryder because he's one guy I think I can trust, and I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll just have to take that one hit. Yeah. I don't want to, but at least Ro- I kind of rate him. So to answer your question, Tim, the best... We don't know. Set and forget right now unless there's an R3. If there's an R3 that comes out, fantastic. Let's do it. 
Um, I actually had a guy uh, talk to us the other day. He's like, oh, I'm thinking about starting Cruiser and then um, and having, you know, I don't know, whatever rookie, like a 102K rookie. Um, you know, and then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll start Nick Nat and then go like a lie set on the bench. I said, well, the actual price of Cruiser and a 102K rookie is the same price as a Nick Nat and lie set on the bench. So if you're going to spend 600K on a Cruiser and not have any backup, why wouldn't you spend 450K on Nick Nat and get um, lie set on your bench? You're spending the same amount of cash, but you've got um, to co- zero coverage. And, and you've got a potential of a guy like Nick Nat's quality that can pump out your 140s. Just saying. That sounds pretty good. Actually. Yeah, I know. I thought about that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, and the last question was basically the same sort of thing. Set and forget. Uh, a lot of people aren't starting with Cruiser, yeah. um, which, you know, that sounds pretty much fair, I think. He's very expensive and, you know, you don't know what he's going to do. So, again, just keep an eye on it. Um, I think we'll do that with the up-and-comers anyway. So people are asking who the Clary will be for this year. Well, there's yep. no guarantee because Clary was a freak of nature. Um, it's like predicting a storm or a cyclone. Yeah, you don't know not when many... it's going to hit or where it's going to hit or which town it's going to, you know. Okay, so the destroy. difference is, I mean, he's a, just an inside ball beast and yep. had a position that he can go into. Correct. So there was opening. He grabbed it with both hands and now he's their and number one. now he, he destroyed it. So I mean, I mean, he's, he's competing against Nathan Jones. So. For us, there's really only three guys that could probably improve by that amount. Um, uh, McCluggage would be for me based yep. on 50 average going up to about a 90 would be you know huge but it's possible the roles there that he could take with open hands so if he does what you what we looked at for this was what their current average was what their uh, potential is and is there a role available for them to jump into that so that's the three things that we looked at. Um, so McCluggage was one. Um, what was the next one? Uh, Hopper. Jacob Hopper. Uh, so he was a high draft pick, pick seven a couple of years back, uh, average 61. So he could turn up. Uh, but again, there's... Guys are jet. They really well, rate him. And he's very big on contested ball. So but that inside if beast. Whitfield goes you know, into defense a bit more, he may get a little bit more inside, which may free up yeah. like a Dylan Shield more on the outside. Yep. Um, but again, it's all about role, and they've got so much talent in that midfield. It's going to be hard, but he could do it. Yeah, I think I think with it does open up a spot if Whitfield's on the half back line. Sure, there's a, that means that Shield can go to a wing, Hopper's inside, bang, there you go. Yeah, um, Hopper for a hundred supercoach. You heard it here first. Uh, and the other one is Fiorini. Um, he was picked twenty a couple of years ago. He averaged seventy point five, but I don't see that improving as much. He might get a hundred. Uh, it's not going to be a forty. He's not going to do a one. No, 110. not a forty. So pretty no. much you're down to two. McCluggage and Hopper. And for me, I probably Hopper. Yeah, I think Hopper's got the best opportunity. Correct. In so, the best team, team that's going to be top four minimum. Um, yeah. So I, that's who we rate as the the guys that can really break out. Um, there, there's no way you can tell that a Clary's going to happen though. Like anyone that could tell, oh yeah, like you could say, we could say like at the end of the next year, yeah, hindsight's fantastic. Like on the Jock Reynolds, yeah, yeah. well, you know, Clayton Oliver was really good. Yeah, um, yeah, same you know, as but he, I'm as well. sure that he wouldn't have been able to say, oh yeah, he's going to average 110 this year. If anyone picked that, I'll eat my hat. Yep. So, and then we're also looking at, um, you know, Plop would like to know um, if one premium, two mid prices, and then three rookies is too shallow. I think um, it is. But if that's if you consider well, Christensen, Christensen a, a mid, pro- yeah, a, a as rookie. in a rookie. Yeah. yeah. But I think Christensen is yet yeah, uh, forward uh, F four. I think it could quite easily go with a Heaney and then a Sicily or a, a Devon, and that's that's reasonable for me. Yeah. Uh, I think the upside's there, and they could be top ten, so therefore they're not as shallow. As yeah. So think. I mean, Heaney, Sicily, Smith is what we what you got right now. Yep. A lot of people are running that um, starting, and then uh, Christensen at, at F four. Uh, and I think that's how you got to go this year. There is 
not enough certainty in the forward line. Like in defense, yeah, I'm going to start Yo. I'm going to start Laird. I might start Hibbard. I'm going to maybe go a Savage. I'm going to go a Shaw. That's, those are easy decisions. You, you, you pretty much know what you're going to get. Savage is the only one that, to me, is a little bit questionable and is quite expensive, but I think he can actually enter that sort of 95 average. Um, yeah, but you've just there's just a lot more options in defense than there is um, in forward line, especially at premium options. I think that's because most of them have had underdone preseasons at the end of the day. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all um, works out at the end of the day. Yep, I think that's pretty well spot on. Uh, we do apologize. Uh, it has been. No, we going. don't. You love it. More content. Let's it has do been it. going for a while. So look, you know, we do apologize. It's been an hour and fifty-two. So if you have listened to all of this and you have missed out on the league code, tell you what, I just created a new one while Chris oh, was rambling on. Oh, this guy. Well, look, as a little thank you. So if you've missed out, if you're already in, bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> right, but look, if you have missed out. No, we'll not um, make out with you. <laughs> well, if you've listened to all this content, then I think they should have an extra little chance. They should. So, uh, Supercoach, uh, looking at the code, it's 940595. Um, I'll say that again. It's nine four zero five nine five. I just want to do a little bit of announcement just before we get out of here as well. We are going to do a mate versus mate league, which is going to be the Ben versus Chris league. Yeah. Hello, Chris is trying to do a little promotion, scrape up some numbers. Yeah, that's pretty much my to do. This is my pitch. So what we what we want is guys that are out there listening to our podcast, um, who they prefer. If you like Ben, um, you'd go into Ben's league. If you like Chris, you go into Chris's league. Um, obviously, there's only 17 spots in each individual league. And we want the guys that actually want to be in there, want to be involved. So you have to apply to get in. You can be, if you are in one of our leagues, you can join these leagues. Yeah, Chris will be taking uh, all applicants because there won't be as much. It'll be like a main deal, like 500k <laughs> a year because he's desperate. In, it'll be, in, so what we want, like, uh, I don't know, anyway. in 50 words or in a Twitter post, uh, give us one reason why you should why be we, on, why you why should be, should be our, be our team or um, whatever. You can start that now, but I think we'll cover that more next week Yeah, with some details. It, it, obviously, we'll build that up before the season, yep. but uh, we'll get those lead codes out um, and, and to the just, people that are approved. And a little sidebar here, I will not be accepting any Collingwood supporters. <laughs> That's fine. Bring them on in. <laughs> <laughs> you have the largest club. You'll be fine. Uh, uh, um, well, I mean... Look, uh, you'd probably be able to get Brisbane Lions supporters, but I think there's only like three of them anyway. Isn't oh, mate, so yeah. Why do you keep going I to the I think sure one of them, and he's not going to be on your team. Well, so. there used to be four, but then uh, he moved uh, to Western Australia. <laughs> he's just a bandwagoner like them, so he's probably supporting Frio now, no, right? No, he plays for West Coast. Elliot, <laughs> 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 right. yeah. Oh, anyway, dude. Uh, look, he's not a fan of Brisbane th- at all, th- clearly. Th- thank you for sticking with us. Uh, Apologise again for the long podcast, but look, hopefully the extra code will make up for let us. Let us know if you do like the long podcast or if you prefer a certain time or should if, we split it up into or if you want Chris to be a bit more direct yeah yep I don't know anyway but we liked it hope you liked it yep so anyway appreciate it so until next time we are Super Coach Insider cheers guys thanks man. it's do or die I am invincible unbreakable unstoppable unshakable